Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. It's Saturday. It is February 11th, 2023. And this is Grapsity here on Fightful. And I'm Will Washington. I am one member of this trio because we've also got Philip Lindsay here. I am here. Uh, it's weird on uh, February 11th to be in the midst of the end of an era. Uh, King Switch is officially leaving Japan. That's just that's weird. Still surreal to me. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. Also here we've got Righteous Reg. Oh yes, yes, yes! In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's been a very weird week of wrestling finishes got a lot to get into i might be yelling at some point in the show because the gun club are the fucking <laughs> <back folks. laughs> oh my bad the only redeeming thing they got for them yeah that thing is fire i'm sorry that go <laughs> off, I, I think some things are gonna go down but while you're here folks leave us a thumbs up and uh, send us your super chats or your humper chats. Uh, super chats, you can find us at youtube.com slash fightful. And if you're right there on the channel, send us a super chat. Send us your messages. We'll read them right here on the show. And uh, the donations of super chats help support the channel, help support what we do, help keep this thing going. Um, humper chats as well is a great way to support. Uh, with the humper chats, we get a larger cut of those. So that actually helps support the show a little bit more. And you can send humper chats at any time. And I said all that to say that these humper chats 
folks really took advantage of of that statement because we got a whole bunch of humper chats going back hours um so shout out to everybody who sent these uh in the wee hours of the morning because uh this one here had to have come in at oh when was this one four hours ago this one's from wonga uh, it says, good day, Grapsity fellas. No spoilers, but New Japan last night was a really good show. The ESPN AEW news for Down This Way is great, obviously. Mm. As you can see by the A, he's in Australia. Yeah. Um, and he says, got a bunch of mates who are keen to watch now that they have access, but I'm keeping fights since I don't have to watch that pick and pick trash. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I kind of just spoiled the ending of the, the Le- Loser Leaves Japan match. Um, but it was a really mm-hmm. good show. I can officially say that New Japan is back. Uh, yeah. Getting actual, like, noise in the crowds other than clapping. We are back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, like, AEW is continuing to announce deals. Um, and they're, they're attempting to make deals. Uh, shout yeah. out to, to Mookie on making those deals happen. But, you know, they're kind of... Um, basically across the world trying to get more and more deals because the whole idea with fight was that you know obviously fights available worldwide and Mm -hmm. so you know the the push was that you know they've got a tv deal here in the states they've got a tv deal in canada and whatnot they've got a tv deal in the uk but not as far as live is concerned and so the goal has been to um use fight to kind of supplement that for now but as time goes on they're going to try and hit as many places as they can and yeah they got the espn deal happening in uh the pacific islands in the uk or not uk uh sorry in australia and new zealand um and so that that's a big deal for them and uh to suddenly have that branding i mean like (laughs) if i were Tony. I'd start introducing titles for all of these TV networks. All of a sudden, now we got the ESPN Championship. Straight up. <laughs> More championships. <laughs> but only uh, the... Hopefully uh, the HBO Max Championship eventually, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> they just launched a deal with The Zone as well, Germany. So like they've they've got these deals happening, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's really good for them. So... Um, Obviously, they want to keep spreading the brand because the more places the show is available, that's more touring options uh, that they can hit because obviously the show is more exposed to people. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys have access to it. But also, I, you know, uh, they did say that people get to keep their fight for now anyway. I don't know how long it's going to stick around, but uh, for now, people are going to get to keep their fight TV plus. And I, I make that statement about how long it's going to stick around because we in the U.S. don't have Fight TV Plus without, uh, you know, obviously you can do it with a VPN. But otherwise, that's not really a thing you can do here because the TV deals with uh, TNT and TBS restrict. It is, you know, they have exclusive rights to those shows right. uh, here. And with good reason, they're paying great money for it. So they probably should and you know according to tony he feels that they're going to be paying even more with the next tv rights deal uh black phoenix brand says happy grapser day i like that uh still reeling from the bombshell will dropped on me last week the wcw us title looks so similar to the intercontinental title uh he says been seeing those belts for 30 years and never noticed the similarities until that very moment how <laughs> I mean, literally, they paid for the exact same design from Dave Millican, and 
added the eagle. It's the same I guess belt. If you're, if you're not really a belt mark, you don't really like mm-hmm. look at like details of the belt. Like ECW bet, used that belt design too. Like, like it's, it, I, I don't really know the specific details of any belts. Like I know what they look like, but like if you're like zooming in on them, I don't know what they look like in there. Mm-hmm. Like this is a fact I didn't know that you guys are saying right now. Right, actually, my mind is being blown. I've seen both <laughs> of those titles at minimum one million times each. So this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I like that belt more than I, I like. Um, I, I like it more than I like the Intercontinental title, to be honest. And uh, as far as physical belts are concerned, although historically, granted, the last year has been a little bit different. But historically, even WWE, I think WWE has done a better job since they've had both the U.S. and Intercontinental titles with the U.S. title than they have Intercontinental. Like. I, I always think about the fact that they went like a solid 10 straight years without defending the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Like, obviously, this year is going to be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. uh, they went quite a long time without that belt being showcased at Mania at all. Yeah. Um, when did that change? Probably the opener with uh, Balor versus Miz versus uh, Rollins. That was probably one of the better Intercontinental title matches yeah, of the last for sure. decade. But, like, the U.S. title, they've been fine with, right? Because, like, U.S. title was like, oh, we have Cena, who's got to win right. it from uh, Big Show. We had uh, – and, and Cena also got to win it from Rusev. Like, essentially, Cena was the key to making sure the U.S. title stayed afloat. Whereas the Intercontinental title, like, Vince was like, eh, you know, take it or leave it. Now I feel like, you know, obviously they've done a lot better with the Intercontinental title via so, Gunther. So with that said – do you think that Austin Theory will remain your United States champion and the program with Cena that looks like they're building will be for the U.S. title? Sounds uh, like they're setting up for another Cena uh, U.S. title win at WrestleMania. Well, so that's the interesting thing. I think that's where the chamber comes in handy because I think Austin Theory, like obviously he's facing Cena at Mania, but on the one end you have a better story to tell if it is with the U.S. title on the line simply because, you know, Cena has so much history with that belt, uh, WrestleMania specifically, and, uh, you know, he did the open challenges, all that stuff. But also, there's zero chance Cena's winning that. And so right. I yeah. I think that you run into an issue. You know, Sean Rossap had the idea of have Cena win night one and then do an open challenge night two and That'd have, like... Uh, mm. And have Jay White win at night too, and then, mm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you did, Cena still had a moment with the U.S. title, but because he's John Cena, wanted to do the open challenge, and then the United States of Jay shit, like it, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not, not too bad. Sounds <laughs> yeah, not too bad. so yeah. yeah, that that was Sean's idea. That one's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll probably keep the U.S. title involved, just because like. Part of the reason this feud is going on is because Austin Theory is walking around going, the champ is here, like all right. of that stuff. It right, doesn't right, really yeah, work without like Cena. So I think it keeps the belt. Like how does Cena uh, want to challenge this guy who just lost in the Elimination Chamber if he loses? You know what I mean? That doesn't really make right. a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think the whole reason for this is uh, to kind of give Theory his moment after last year's elim- Elimination Chamber, you know, getting f 5 off the top of the pod. And it's like, well, now he gets to turn around and win the whole right. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I think Theory's winning. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a week from now. Like it, it rest, uh, Royal Rumble feels like yesterday, but literally a week from today is 
kind of a big day in general because all of a sudden we got uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, we've got uh, Battle in the Valley, and we've got uh, Elimination Chamber all that weekend. Same day. Same big day. weekend. Uh, with the, I watched a little bit of SmackDown last night, pretty much the end. Uh, do you think they're going to have Jay go without Jimmy? Because they set up the thing where Paul Heyman was like, oh, Jimmy, we want you to watch it from TV or whatever. You think they're setting up the swerve where it's just Jimmy, just Jay because Jimmy can't? Yeah, I think the whole idea was that Jimmy can't go Jimmy to Canada. Can't go. Yeah, yeah, Jay can, though. Um, yeah. So I think that's... Because I'm like, exactly how do you finish the story without the Usos? But yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it still remains interesting. I didn't see any of SmackDown last night, so mm-hmm. I am uh, not quite all up to speed on all of that. I started watching at the Mad Cat Moss win, and I was like, "This is the worst wrestling so you, show so you I've ever seen." In so my you guys life. missed all of the you missed all of the <laughs> stuff from the beginning of the show, like the Paul so, Heyman promo uh, and the Sammy stuff, and the, the I saw Jimmy the Heyman J promo. Stuff. I saw the Heyman promo and then I had to leave, take my kids skating uh, and make dad jokes because they were playing every little step by Bobby Brown. And I was like, you can't take steps and skate. You take strides. Um, But (laughs) you take strides. You got to go. Get them out of (laughs) here. No, my daughter was throwing the tomatoes right at me. Um, She was. She she was like, dad, no, stop. Um, Did you strap up? um, I mean, kind of like. (laughs) I was about to say he got kids. You know he didn't strap up. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, no, that's the reason I'm at this damn break. <laughs> nah, well, the funny thing was, uh, I get there, and of course, you know, as I posted, it's all Valentine's Day stuff, right? And so I, I took my son the day before he had his school Valentine's dance, and it was the the family Valentine's dance, so you could bring somebody, and he brought. Uh, my wife and I, and so we we went. I'll tell you this: two days in a row had to do the Cupid Shuffle, and <laughs> I just down down do your dance, do your dance, do your dance. Yeah, I do was... that dance in Vegas. Like I don't know why any any place I show up in Vegas, they're playing that song for some reason. And like, mm-hmm. why are we keep it shuffling right now in the middle of Vegas at one a.m.? I don't know. That's how that's how it works sometimes. I, I just thought it was funny because of the fact that it's a lot harder in skates. Than it is. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at the the kids' dance, that was one thing, but like in skates, it's they have a DJ there. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but of course, I I can't think of a black function I've been to in the last. And granted, you know the skating rink is mostly black folks, just because mm-hmm. of where I live. Uh, but I can't think of a black function I've been to in the last 20 years that didn't have the Cupid Shuffle playing at some point. Mm-hmm. Except these TikTok kids have decided to change it up. And... Need it. <laughs> uh, Every speaking... remix just makes me so angry. Uh, speaking of, of things that most black people know, I, I damn near cried laughing at that guy front row of dynamite with the 
with one of the most popular clocks from a black household. The gold <laughs> yes. watch clock over his shoulder. Oh, no. yeah. and I, I died laughing. I happened to be talking to a black wrestler at the time, and they were like, yo, almost every black person knows somebody that either has that in their house mm-hmm. or owned it at one point. And so, I love it. Back to I got it that guy finally. Right, That's crazy. With the, with the gold watch clock over his shoulder. Kind of wish that guy was a grab icon. Icon, he man. was in the that comments was, right now. That was that's great. Guy's a guy, I yeah. mean, that the, uh, that's a title though. Like honestly, mm-hmm. that uh, like viral... I don't really, like when people are carrying belts at the shows. I'm like usually yeah, but when I saw that shit, I was like, okay, that's that, that should be yeah. like now the official <laughs> African American title. <laughs> <laughs> it's replacing the North American Championship at NXT. Oh, uh, no comment. So... <laughs> That's the black championship. That's the one I did watch um, Vengeance Day, by the way. And uh, oh, I watched that too. Yeah. What did you think? Because, like, as somebody who's not in enough on NXT, I talked about this on um, on After the Week last week that I, you know, I haven't seen enough Grayson Waller to really have an opinion on Grayson Waller. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, we've seen Rob in the chat. He always gives the Waller his baller. Um, <laughs> and he's he's always big on, on Grayson Waller being the next big thing. And then I've heard from people that he's, like, carbon copy Miz. I, don't, I hadn't seen enough of oh, Grayson no. Waller to truly know what he brings to the table. Um, but I did not like that main event at all. Oh, the main uh, event was boring. Yeah, and... I thought both guys looked like they didn't belong on that stage. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh. Uh, but then the hard part for me, and this was painful to admit, I also didn't like Apollo versus uh, Carmelo. I thought that was going to be better, and I wasn't a fan. Um, I loved, I think, the best match of the night was uh, Dijak and Wesley. That yeah, match was totally. That they killed it out there. They opened the show and like that started the show off so hot. I was like, okay, NXT. I like that came, felt like a black. I came off the show thinking that the future is fucking grim in <laughs> WWE. If like this is what we're gonna be seeing in five years at WrestleMania, shut it down. Well, I mean, I mean, there's good news coming out of NXT. I didn't watch Vengeance today, but uh, just the fact that now they've got uh. Everybody who's hot ha- is the ones that are not from their system. Like Roxy's hot, some yeah, from somebody else's system. Mello's hot from somebody else's system. The ones that are from their system, boring as fuck. Braun Breaker, they gotta bli- dye this guy's hair blonde immediately. <laughs> Give him yeah. the net. Like, come on, man. Like, do what you need to do because this shit right here is boring. So, but the good things that I've heard is uh, the people that are coming over from UK. Finally, like we're finally getting Tyler Bate in a big way. Oh, yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. like Mako Satomura is coming over. The uh, uh, NXT show after the Vengeance Day, they yeah, set up it, a lot of stuff for the future. That that gives me some hope. But no, I didn't watch Vengeance Day. I didn't watch the episode afterwards. Uh, yeah, I I, I don't know. I've made it no secret that I don't enjoy <laughs> NXT, so I just don't it's watch. Awful it. man, <laughs> so bad. Um, so bad. I don't know. Um, Toxic Attraction is no more. I guess that's another big story to come out of this. Uh, yeah, that was a big story. And, and I thought it was, you know, I I laughed at that because of the fact that uh, when I was talking about Vengeance Day on um, After the Week last week, I was like, you know what, though? I kind of dig Toxic Attraction without Mandy, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got something here. And if they call them up to the main roster as this duo, I actually 
think that uh, they're showing a lot more promise as just a duo. And then famous last words. Uh, <laughs> famous last words. Apparently, <laughs> I was not expecting. We got to talk about uh, bald head HBK and how all of his hottest angles are just his hottest angles. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Speaking of HBK, by the way, I have to. Uh, so I was watching an old Raw. Uh, because I wanted to watch one of my my favorite pops of all time. Uh, it was the Raw from June twenty first, two thousand and four. Random mm. as hell, I know. But uh, that Raw took place from Miami, Florida, and the the reason I talk about one of my favorite pops is because that show opened up with a surprise rock appearance, and uh, basically, you know, Raw intro opens. They do the pyro, Jr is is doing the intro and then gets quiet then if you smell and the crowd mm -hmm. fucking loses it and they're like we're in miami but we did not know that the rock was gonna be here and they're go mm -hmm. everybody's going nuts but i was thinking about that show right <laughs> um again fueling the hbk conspiracy theories from weeks ago we talked about <laughs> of rock avoiding hbk chad frost the week, the week before on raw Shawn Michaels was taken out by Kane, and the opening of that Raw was that... <laughs> the, the opening of that Raw starts with, uh, Shawn Michaels will not be here tonight. Uh, and we have, we'll have a medical update on Shawn here later tonight. Rock said, no, I want y'all to say it before I enter the screen. I want y'all to make sure everybody knows that motherfucker's not back here with me. And I then Rock's it. music hit. Like, it's almost immediately after. JR's like, we'll have a medical update on Sean later tonight. If you smell! And, like, my brain went, oh, my God. It's real, man. It's real. Rock was really... Yo, like, so, look, so, I will be at Raw next week, but you better write Shawn Michaels out of this show. Not be there. You telling me Rock be uh, calling them with the, who all there? Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. Who all that? Oh, the oh he didn't. Nah, I can't. I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> like, I'm starting to see it in everything I watched now. I'm it's like, crazy. damn. The dots are connected. It was, it was right yeah. there in front of us this whole time. Didn't even mm -hmm. think about it. But watch that Raw, June 21st, 2004. I swear to you, they opened it up talking about Shawn Michaels being That's incapacitated crazy. and not able to be here tonight. And, and we then missed Rock comes all out. of that time of The Rock. The Rock could have had a bunch of comeback matches, essentially, but the whole time Shawn Michaels was there, so he was like, I'm chill. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm Gucci. I'm over here. Nope. I'm, and I'm going it. to Grammys tonight. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but like, hey, but like I said, Shawn Michaels loses WrestleMania 26. His career mm -hmm. is over. WrestleMania 27, the host it's is The, the Rock. Rock. <laughs> Amazing. Mm -hmm. It is wild times. And uh, did you guys watch the Grammys, by the way? I did not. Yeah, the only thing I watched was the the hip hop performance, which I thought was pretty dope. Super. Dope. I mean, that was somebody called it the Royal Rumble of yeah, hip hop performance. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I I don't know. I looked at it away because I'm like, yo, you can't do that and not have the first guy to win the best rap album. Oh, at the yeah, Grammys yeah, yeah, yeah. not be there. Like to they do it without Will does not ask him about make, it. Yeah, he's, like, he's doing a movie or something. Yeah, so Will not being that. There were a couple that I thought. Um, because I Quest saw Love, like Questlove and Black Thought are the ones that put it together, and so right. okay. yeah, so Questlove put out a tweet that was like he said he had three points. He was like, "This guy couldn't make it. This guy said he wouldn't do it, and somebody else." So there was a couple of people that they asked him because I saw that like that. was I mistaken or did I see that like Hammer was there, but like he didn't do the 
um, he wasn't included in, which like I know people have a thing with MC Hammer, but like, but he should be in there. But, but like historically, yeah. he should be in there, mm-hmm, yeah. um, especially and, for what like the Grammys represent and like mm-hmm. mainstream. Like fucking can't touch this is one of the biggest rap songs one, of one all of, time. One of the biggest mainstream rappers ever. Yeah, yeah. And so like when I, I, I liked the performance, and the reason I liked it was because I thought about with a lot of these acts, like seeing the locks up there, and I was like. Yeah. That was dope. At the Locks' time period of their, you know, the biggest run that the Locks had, they would not have been at the Grammys at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of these acts would not have been at the Grammys. Public totally. Enemies would mm-hmm. not be at the they Grammys. They tried to ban Public Enemy. They yeah. didn't want them on TV at all. Right. And so as I'm watching this, I thought, this does feel transcendent watching yeah. all of these acts at the Grammys now you know, a celebration of hip hop in 50 years and thinking about how 50 years ago, you would not have put any of these acts on that stage. I just love to think about there's like some 50 year old white lady watching this. And she's like, why is the equalizer rapping when Queen (laughs) came out? You know, it's funny though. I thought about that because of the fact that this was on CBS and they literally played a commercial for the equalizer like 10 minutes before. Why is the equalizer (laughs) rapping, man? That's that's hilarious. (laughs) No, honestly, like my daughter and I were really big into award shows. Um, mainly her like i got into them because of her because for whatever reason it, they resonate trying with her to get one of them but that too but i think like honestly <laughs> it's trying to get this, her egot. it's it's this idea that all of the stuff i listen to throughout the year or watch throughout the year i'm seeing a celebration of so like we watch the emmys we watch and like she has to know all the nominees beforehand and then we sit down and we watch it it is a thing it's a thing she and i watch together and i appreciate the fact that the grammys obviously made a little bit of a transformation in the last few years where right. like the grammys for a long time where hey here's a bunch of shit you never heard uh <laughs> and we're gonna celebrate that because like mainstream success is not what drives the grammys and then somewhere along the way in the last few years they were like well nobody's watching the grammys anymore yeah. we got to start <laughs> celebrating mainstream acts uh, and and it shifted, yeah. but like, like TikTok, we can't do still, this without still TikTok. still got the album of the year wrong. I don't care what they say. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce yeah. had album of the year. Yeah. Uh, y'all can get out of here with you that. You can't get I, it all the way. I, I'll, I'll, I'll 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 say this. I have not heard said Harry Styles album, so I can't comment one way or the that, other. That answers your question. Why <laughs> it is not album of the year? You heard that Beyonce everywhere. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, like to, to to make the make her the most nominated act this year, and like now she's got that that landmark. Uh, she's the yeah, worst. most Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Most Grammys, no, and to, have, to never have won album of the year, and to have like an excellent album coming into this year, nah. How many nah. do her her and Hove have to have like sixty at this point? They did Hove bogus that year too, when he was the most nominated and didn't win any of the the categories he was in, which Hove smashed that performance. Oh, that Hove performance was dope. Yeah. Too. I, uh, it was very I, I think all of my enjoyment that I because again I didn't watch it. All of my enjoyment is is watching Hove and all these clips that have appeared from backstage, mm-hmm. like yeah. him him dapping it up with Rakim. He always yep. shows re- re- respect to Rakim for whatever reason. That's like his idol, yes. and like. When you mentioned Flavor Flav, I mentioned immediately thought of his voice coming out of that room when he was talking to Missy, and he's like, "Yo, ho, Missy." <laughs> yeah, that was no, cool did, to see too, because a lot of the Public Enemy, Chuck D, and Flavor Flav have been beefing for a long time. Yeah, and so that was publicly, cool to see. so that was dope to see them on the stage too. 
Yeah, I thought I they mean, got it right. I, there was, of course, like you can't. You're trying to get 50 years worth of people into 13 minutes. Like, of course, there's going to be some people that. I, I thought there's no the, tribe called Quest. There's no, you know what I mean. So the time jump though was a little bit to me. It like, was crazy. Yeah, where it was like, hey, we're going to go from like 2005 to today, now. and I'm like, <laughs> you missed a lot in there. A that lot. yeah, that that jump was. And the sound, that, like, the, the like sound jump is huge and he, too. And, and I guess Kendrick probably didn't want to do it because he was there. He, yeah. he definitely has to be a part of that, you know. Right. No, I, honestly, I there, there, it had its moments. I liked it. I actually, I walked away and I was like, I was happier with the Grammys than I have been in in a lot of previous years. I thought Trevor Noah was a good host, and I thought like even the moments like with Adele and The Rock, like that mm-hmm. was a little cute, endearing moment where. Uh, Adele's never met Dwayne Johnson and he's like well I don't have Dwayne Johnson but I think I've heard of this guy named The Rock and Rock <laughs> walks in and <laughs> and everybody yeah. on Twitter gets mad because they're like you can show up for the Grammys but you yeah. can't even make a cameo at the Rumble yes. I'm like yes yes, th- yes. <laughs> I'm sorry one is the biggest night in music and the other is the Royal Rumble like I love the Royal Rumble but I recognize that I am also into kind of niche thing although I'll say this. This past week, I saw folks, and it actually looked pretty good. But I saw a couple of folks in Bloodline gear. They had Bloodline hats on, and they had shirts on that said, We the Ones. And I was like, this is the first time I've seen this like in public, not at a wrestling event, just out and about. And my first thought was, I mean, look, the, the bloodline's a hit. It, it is definitely it is. a hit, and I'm seeing it elsewhere. And then I thought, and the gear looks kind of dope. Mm. And so uh, they are definitely kind of on to something. Yeah, they are. No, look, their yeah. um, merch is dope. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've said that from the beginning. I think this is the first time, especially since Roman came back in 2020, where all of his merch is hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I think they're getting it right in, in all aspects with bloodline right now. Yeah. Uh, so we got some more Humper Chats. I want to read these. Uh, let's see. J-Wo Dai? Day? Uh, says, Aja Kong left Oz Academy uh, a couple of months ago. Now she's being advertised for prestige during Mania Weekend in LA. Without her Japanese obligations, any chance bookers will reach out to her for more USA dates, or do you think this is a one-off? No, it's a two-off because she's also going to be at West Coast Pro on... April seventh, home of the killers. Uh, this is great for me. I don't know, but that's all. That's all I got from it is I get to see Aja Kong up close and personal, and maybe hopefully get an interview if I can finesse somebody, uh, a couple of somebodies to get into that because that would be I, amazing. Didn't I just see uh, Michael Oku is coming over to West Coast? Pro? Yeah, same show. Mm, that same matches show. dope too. Same um, show. Yeah, yeah. I just saw uh, Michael Oku was also on. Uh, Jericho's podcast, which mm-hmm. makes me think that he will definitely be on the AEW show when they go to the UK. I think he might be on there before at this point because he's fucking, yeah. he's going crazy. But they, yeah, they did confirm. Jericho said he's going to try to help him get onto the show, so that's super. Dope. Yeah, that's dope. Michael Oku is very good. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen him wrestle, uh, we've got Black Phoenix Brand says, "Who do you think loses their title first, Bianca or Jade, and who do you think?" They will both end up losing to at this point. I know we've asked about Jade for a year, but the pickings are getting slim. Um, I could book a case for it to be Soraya or Tony. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have her lose it to a heel. I think at this stage, you've got to give the baby face that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, who loses it first? Uh, I think 
I think I don't think Jay's gonna lose it by WrestleMania, and I, I so am either. assuming that Oscar's winning at WrestleMania because I mm-hmm. think she's gonna win Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna guess Bianca's gonna lose first. I am gonna go different direction from you guys. I am gonna say Jade loses it first. I do think she loses it before WrestleMania. I could even see now that she hit the 50 milestone. I think that was the one. I could see her losing it a Revolution, um, and depending on who they have lined up for. Yeah, because so. Bianca might hold on to it until like SummerSlam. I think at this point, I don't no, know. I think Bianca will lose it at Mania. I think yeah. that. Yeah, I think they got to give Oscar her Mania win, and they totally her, should. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. give her a moment I, like I, that. I don't think it makes sense to reinvent Oscar and then have her build up to a WrestleMania match and lose. Mm-hmm. That'd be dumb. So, yeah. Luckily, Charlotte Flair already has a match. <laughs> Listen, I wanted that rematch with Charlotte. Yeah. Man. I, mm-hmm. A part of me really wanted Oscar to beat her at WrestleMania. Right. Uh, let's see. So, Hala Basana says. Uh, feels like the elite are being intentionally diminished in AEW. Three storylines teased really? and then seemingly dropped. House of Black, Takeshita, and Hangman. No feud for Revolution yet. And they were in the penultimate quarter hour starting to get stressed. Um, I mean, I've been yeah, saying so, this a lot this week with people saying shit about the elite. Let yeah, me... that they don't have a, a, a major story right now. I thought uh, that they would have launched one after the, the top flight AR Fox match. Um, mm. And they didn't. So I am curious. Revolution's what... coming up quick. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think weeks. it's intentional though. I think I think some of it is that Kenny's been off TV, and I think that's why they haven't been able to build anything yet. But now that Kenny's back, I think they should be able to. Yeah, they the, and they should have some stuff moving. And I am curious as to why they, with only three weeks, literally it's three weeks from tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So we only got three dynamites left. Uh, I mean, I know we're going to find out who, like, Adam Cole's facing on Wednesday and all of mm-hmm. that. But, uh, yeah, give us some stuff. So do you guys think, because I've been hearing this a lot this week with ratings and shit and blah, blah, blah. Do you guys think that they should have Kenny Omega in the main event scene instead of being in this trios thing? Do you think Kenny Omega, saying he's being wasted is fucking ridiculous because the matches are amazing. But do you think he sh- would be well-suited? We got prime Kenny Omega. Like, should he be like in the main event scene? No. Um, I think. Uh, well, so uh, to, to take a point that somebody made, um, I mean, this point was made eighteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Was it eighteen? Yes, eighteen years. Eighteen years. So there was a point where WWE was really, really obsessed with the youth. And they mm-hmm. wanted to move forward with young guys where like it was like, okay, we gotta push Randy Orton, we gotta push John Cena. And these guys were all in their twenties at the time. And then uh kind of around that same time, Eddie Guerrero died. And uh then of course two years later, Chris Benoit died. And somebody had posted this, I remember the guy, and he posted it right after Chris Benoit died, but before we found out what Chris Benoit had done. And he had concerns over the fact that he's like, we're throwing away a lot of guys in their prime, not knowing that like they're not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And because Chris Benoit was, what, 30-something at the time, Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. was 38. Um, and his whole point was, you know, we're throwing away guys in their prime to find the next stars, not realizing that, you know, these guys aren't going to last forever. And I've thought about that point a lot. Um, and I've thought about that point a lot because I'm thinking about how yeah, obviously, you know, AEW has to find their their the next young guy, right? And like 
they've made MJF into a top guy and all of that. But thinking about the fact that they've got Brian Danielson doing mm-hmm. the, you know, peak work right now. Yeah. They've got uh, Kenny Omega, who, again, is back and, again, going to be doing peak prime work. And, you know, there's so much discussion around, you know, the next young star, the pillars, all of that stuff. But, man, I don't think we should be wasting any time with the guys we do have. And exactly. that, that that is a concern I do have. I feel like mm-hmm. I would like to see Kenny Omega and MJF lock it up. Like there's right. so many reasons that make sense. MJF uh, has a lot of claims, but you know, MJF can even claim, let me think about this. MJF has beaten Chris Jericho. MJF has beaten John Moxley. MJF has beaten Hangman Adam Page. MJF has beaten CM Punk. So of all the champions, MJF can claim he's beaten every single former AEW world champion except for one, and that is Kenny Omega. Like, that's a match you can go with right now uh, that there's a lot of fire to that could give MJF the best match of his career. I I do think that there's benefit to doing stuff like that, and I would like Mm -hmm. to see that. I don't – when you say wasting, though – I don't think they're wasted. That sounds crazy. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't think it's I wasted as words. much as yeah, I live. Yeah. yeah, when you say wasting, though, because I feel like you have to build the elite mm-hmm. and you have to build yeah. those trios titles. We needed this, this run so you, for sure. If, yeah. if you were going to if you're going to pick anybody to be the first trios champions and, you know, give those titles importance, I don't think it's a bad idea to make it those three guys who are founding members of the company and have Definitely. a long history as a trio. Like they're the they're the guys that should start that division. So I don't think totally. they're being wasted here. And we're also saying this after they just had a amazing, amazing match, match. Yeah, amazing right. match. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I mean, say I, that the, I feel like they're wasted. No. Yeah. No. The discussion is coming from the fact that the match kind of tanked in ratings, but um, I think that you know there's a lot of confirmation bias in there because. Um, it was in the same time slot that traditionally tanks and dynamite, which the women mm-hmm. are typically in. And uh, so, you know, there's always been a question of is it the time slot or is it what you put in the time slot? And so the, I, I now it's the match uh, when it's the women. It's something like it's people are so funny. Everything's just flipped. I, oh, I don't know. I again, <laughs> I didn't pay attention to any of that. I looked at the <laughs> fact that we got an amazing that match, match. yeah that match i i thought that match was incredible so i'm like no i think that if you're just using those three guys to do trio stuff again you just had this match you just had a great best of seven series with yeah. these guys so i don't think they're being wasted i think kenny is gonna eventually be a singles wrestler again um and again he just gave us one of the best matches he just gave it up of the year <laughs> <laughs> in a one-on-one match so it will be fine i don't think they're wasting kenny right yeah uh let's see we got a couple more uh actually we got a lot more um, so <laughs> thank you everybody appreciate uh, i really appreciate you uh let's see we got Dilo Diggs says sup fellas just want to say two things sammy and jay yesterday chef's kiss mm-hmm. and two that nba trade deadline make me want to uh make me want some henny and a and pitch black and a fucking square stop um, you know, Dilo, you gotta stop mixing this man you you're worrying me for you're making me worried about your health bro. let Dilo get his shit off yo. come on <laughs> like yo you gotta stop mixing this pitch black and henny yeah because like, you don't not supposed to mix your hennessy it's supposed to be straight on some rocks that's it baby Yes. Maybe oh, throw a splash of coke in it. But the yeah, no, but I'm, the NBA trade line, they, the trade deadline shit has been crazy this week. It's been an insane. Why they do the West is suddenly like you, it, 
Is that why you wore that Denver's hat? It's, it's, it's slipping away. It's slipping away, man. I uh, know. Our, our conversation last week about this was very different. It, a lot has changed. The, the the top four teams in the West are going to be very, very different in a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I would say this means that Denver is cooked, but – I don't know, man. Like their chances are lowering. I don't think I the, still the think they're the best. They team. lost some good players too. They lost Bones, right? Like yeah, Bones was traded to uh, well, Bones. They you know, there's been some uh, kind of social media beef between uh, Bones and Jamal Murray, oh, and God. like uh, Jamal Murray had a tweet that a bunch of people were quote tweeting. Um, uh, he th- Jamal Murray's tweet was something. Phil about, was you know, right. You, yeah, you get, but yeah, so Jamal Murray had tweeted something about, you know, you can't talk about being a team player without putting in the work, something like that. And a bunch of people were quote tweeting it, kind of, you know, dunking on uh, Jamal Murray. And people noticed, hey, you notice everybody that is dunking on this tweet is somebody that Bones Highland follows. Like, is this like his family coming out? Like, there's oh. obviously been some problems no with thumbs the- down that nigga in the group chat. <laughs> Yo, um, I, yeah, I, so that's exactly what. <laughs> wow, uh, wow. So, I, I didn't notice that, but that's, so uh, that's this era. Yeah, so you know, people were speculating. It's been speculated for a while that he was going to be traded. I thought we were going to get yeah. something this season for him, but it was all future picks. Uh, and so Bones Highland sent over yeah, to the Clippers. Uh, um, Thomas Bryant round. they picked up from the Lakers though, and he's. Uh, you know, he, he was averaging double figures this season. So that's a good pickup um, to have another backup center. Uh, so we'll see well, how. The, the story of this, of course, is uh, Kyrie being Kyrie. And <laughs> when all of this stuff was happening, uh, two things happened this week. And I kind of I kind of was like, that's a trade. Uh, first of all, watching LeBron break the record um, the other night. And what a spectacle. What a spectacle. <laughs> Congratulations to LeBron. Honestly. No, shout out to LeBron. Congratulations to yeah, LeBron. That's crazy. That's a lot of points, man. And, and salute salute to the captain as well. That's a that's a long-standing record to have. And I mm-hmm. thought he handled the entire situation with grace. Um, and I think everything he did that night and afterwards just shows why Kareem is Kareem. And he's one of the yeah. greatest basketball players and ambassadors for the sport ever. But sitting yeah. and watching it that night and watching um, – just how cold the energy was around the Lakers. Um, mm. Like even after Brian broke the record, like there was nobody running out to hug him. Like even if you looked at the bench, people were looking weird. Um, they had a video of Davis giving him that little golf clap and then sitting back down. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what is going on with this organization? And then um, Westbrook tried to win that game. They were losing this game and Westbrook tried to win this game. And I was just looking afterwards like, I don't know. The only guy that tried to win that game, it doesn't seem like there's no kind of rah-rah around him. And I was talking on the phone that night, and I was like, yeah, Westbrook is gone. I knew that night. Wow. I said, Westbrook is out of here. And I and, and when that report came the next day that he got into it with Ham, I was like, yeah, he's gone. Well, um, now there's talk that you, you might be seeing a Westbrook up close and personal out there. He ain't coming to Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying it. You're talking about the, the team that made absolutely no moves this week. Um, and I didn't expect him to make any moves because that's what this organization does. Um, if, if he comes here, I'll believe when I see it. I feel like the story coming out of this is, of course, um, other L.A. team cleared up all of this space at that guard position. 
I think your boy is about to walk next door and be a Los Angeles Clipper. And the rest of the year will be the Clippers and Russell Westbrook's revenge tour. Um, that's going to be the storyline for the rest of the year. I really feel I like that it. way. I like uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's going to Miami. I don't really buy that either. They got Kyle Lowry there. Um, they don't really need him. Um, I feel like he's going to be a Clipper uh, mm. within the next few days. Um, he's staying in L.A. But, yeah, so the Kyrie stuff happened. And, you know, of course, all of these Lakers fans acted like they were so upset that they didn't get Kyrie. And I'm like, listen, you didn't really want Kyrie. No way. <laughs> uh-uh. and, 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 and way then, more trouble than good bringing and, Kyrie. And down. so, uh, I mean, I think people just wanted the idea of LeBron and Kyrie playing together. Because I, I, I think the idea well. sounds better than what we actually would have gotten. And, mm-hmm. and crazy enough, I feel like the Lakers came out better without the Kyrie trade because I feel like they're – they got more depth. They got a yeah. they got a guy that can uh, play and fit more in with what LeBron wants to do as a starter. Yeah. I think they're fine. I don't think they need a Kyrie. Um, I don't think that this makes them contenders, but they're definitely better than they were. <laughs> uh, they do they make the play-in is the question. Do you I think, think they, I think make they the can play make in. the play-in. I don't know if I would say that this makes them like a top five team in the West or something nah. like that. Well, Because who has to come out? I want to look at the standings real quick for them to make the play-in. And that's uh, that's well, what I'm yeah. curious about. So, it, it all depends on how soon Pelicans are going to get Zion back. Right now they're 13, and ahead of them, because uh, at 12 you've got the Trailblazers, 11 you've got the Thunder, 10 you've got the Jazz, 9 you've got Timberwolves, uh, and then what, 8 Pelicans, 7 Warriors. So there's a lot of guys ahead uh, of the Lakers yeah, that they would have to. They got they got a, <laughs> they got a tough schedule coming up too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think they can get into the tenth spot and possibly fight for that uh playing spot. Um, but I wouldn't say that you know this means they're heading up the. They're back. The Lakers are back, baby. I wouldn't say all of that. <laughs> um, they're probably going to be in a better spot next year. Uh, but man, the the other big story is. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is back <laughs> in the Western Conference, and he's now what teaming with Chris Paul move. and Devin Booker to possibly be. Things have really the, changed. Oh the the surprise uh, winners this year of the Western Conference Finals. Um, I mean, so, so again, I I have I'm skeptical always of um, immediate success with big threes like we've seen it before but we've also seen it bomb so like i'm never immediately like hey we've got a a big three trio together this is it they're they're immediately going to win um because we literally just saw that in with the nets a year ago yeah but there there are two circumstances that make that big three different a james harden never bet on james harden Um, (laughs) b and b the Kyrie circus i when i when i saw that Kyrie missed 134 games as a brooklyn net i was like i didn't know it was that many games that's more than 50 percent of the games over the last two seasons that's crazy that wasn't Um, even a big three that nigga wasn't even there yeah so Uh, but then like the lakers have had big three bombs like at the end of the day Chemistry matters more than anything else. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you 
so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Else. like it, it does it, it does but it does the and guy so, that i've seen that fits in more situations is kd is kd and yeah. kd if if you had questions of how well he can fit in and looking at the way they run their offense in phoenix it's very similar if to the anybody way the that's ran. gonna be successful going yeah. out um, it's KD. So, and I don't know. That squad, I think Devin Booker's going to be the glue to hold this together. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be it's tough. really Devin's team at this point. Devin yeah, was the best player right. on the team before KD got there. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would say this year, but I think Suns are definitely favorites to win next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I, I got to see how it all plays out. Like, I'm oh, not, gosh. you know, obviously we're in that period where we're not going to see how any of this shakes out till after All-Star break. Um, and... <sighs> I, I, I just got to wait till the end of the season because I'm a goddamn Warriors fan. And Steph Curry <laughs> what, likes what the to heck were the, the, the Warriors on. doing, by the way? They didn't they didn't re-sign Gary Payton Jr. Mm-hmm. And then you made this trade for him now. <laughs> and then I just saw that he he didn't pass his physical. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on with these guys, man? We in the Bay Area, man. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> That's uh, it. So Van Twinblade says guns did a hate crime. I'm I mean, saying... Uh, this was not a great week uh, in terms of because I saw on Dynamite. Let me think about this. On Dynamite, every black wrestler on the card lost, and on SmackDown, every black, black wrestler History on the card Month. lost. And I thought, it's Black History Month. What are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And on I, SmackDown, the Hit Row got squashed. I heard they did. To set up the to set up the next match with the Vikings, uh, but right. I mean, you knew they were losing that match. They they went against Drew and Sheamus. They weren't winning that match. Oh, I didn't think they were gonna win. I thought I just when I saw it was a squash, I was like, really? But okay. but it's Drew and Sheamus. Did you really? I I wasn't shocked. I mean, well, this goes with what you were saying last week about the the tag division and how um, you aren't doing favors by that tournament they just did because of. In, in, in a way where you're having Drew and Sheamus now kind of run through everybody who was in that tournament, a tournament that they were in and then were brought out of. And then you ended up having a team that was not in the tournament in Ricochet and Bronwyn. It's yeah. a lot of odd and, stuff. And there. then lose. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> we knew they were going to lose. We knew they, they had no chance of dethroning then, the Usos. Then why? Like, I, uh, why book? At, that, <laughs> just such a strange book decision, man. <laughs> like, at this point, the Usos aren't losing the titles until WrestleMania. Like, you got to keep it going at this stage because it's such a record-setting reign that the victory has to be a monumental one. It's Boy. just you can't just have it happen on a random SmackDown with a team that barely teams. That that this week um definitely made me feel like again the whole two titles thing is a mistake. Because <laughs> watching Raw, um having the Street Profits with nothing to do is a mistake. Those guys are just too good. They need they need something. And I get Montez is in the in the elimination chamber match. They're still teasing him going on a singles run, but Nah, as much as Dawkins has returned, Dawkins was cooking this week, man. Mm. They've got to have hey, something they, for that team to do other than just be there to do comedic stuff. Like, use them as a tag team, man. Like, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. I think they're going to face each other. I feel like the story that they're leading to is Montez getting all the singles glory and Angelo trying but not getting it. Um, I think... The, if there was ever a reason for Angelo to turn, this past Monday was kind of it, and I think he probably will. And that's almost a WrestleMania match in itself. I think that's I actually was against, kind of a dope WrestleMania. I, match. I was against this turn for a while, but fucking do the turn, bro. I'm tired. I mean, I don't really have a, t- a problem with the turn. <laughs> I just was sitting looking at them this week, like these guys are so good, and to think that mm-hmm. there hasn't been titles on Raw for them to fight for in months is just a shame. Right. Mm-hmm. Just uh, let's in see. The water. Ryan Ben says, shout out to Stefan Smith. What a bump. <laughs> yeah, what That's a bump. bump yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Crusher X says, fellas, nobody who likes Zack Snyder's DC movies are talking about the cut-up theatrical versions. Just to clarify last week's Super Chat. Uh, I, I guess um, if you liked 4-Hour Justice League that they put on HBO Max, which was entertaining enough, but... I... I, I that that I took a while to watch. I finished it eventually because it's hard because it's like this is ultimately the same movie. Just uh, obviously we went there a different direction, which like honestly, because uh, what was that show Ben Affleck did back in the day? Um, it was like 10, 15 years ago, but he did and the chat will remind me, but he did a show to kind of experiment with the idea that if you give the same script to two different directors, they'll create two different movies just because mm-hmm. that's how uh, I know much about the show that was on Fox. Um, yeah, and and, um, and like the the whole like idea light or something like that. Yeah, and, but like that idea is very true, and you could see that with Justice League, where you literally handed it to Joss Whedon, and he's like, "Actually, I want to CG a uh, top lip over Henry Cavill because I want <laughs> to, because he grew a mustache, and we need him to reshoot Superman, and it looks fucking awful." Um, anyway, though, D. Lara yeah. says uh, Project Greenlight. That's what it was. Who would give Jay White a better entrance theme, AEW or WWE? I think Ruckus would make a banger for him. Hey, um, just depends on how much time gets to be spent on it. I think Ruckus is a better producer than Def Rebel. I think there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also think that does New Japan own his music? Because I think Jay would probably just take it with him if he went to AEW, whereas WWE would hand him a new theme. Right. Yeah. His, his current theme is fire, too. He should mm-hmm. take it with him. Yeah. So, uh, I think he's headed to the Fed, though. Um, that's yeah. that's my thought. Uh, let's see. Shadow Shiny 
20 says, hey, Grapsity, first time super chatter, but I have a hard question that has been burning inside me for months. Does Jericho put Parm on his popcorn? I have no idea, but that you talked about something I laughed very hard at this week. That clip of him dancing on stage over the three six mafia, <laughs> crying laughing. At I him. just saw that. <laughs> amazing. I don't know who made that, but amazing. Yeah, pretty good. Shy uh, Town Spurs says, "Hey guys, I watched the first hour of SmackDown before, before switching to The Last of Us. I still haven't watched last <laughs> night's episode yet. OMG, by the way, what a show! Is it me or without the bloodline? The show is severely lacking anything interesting. Yes. Um, um it depends on what we're talking about because I agree." that all of the stuff worth watching last night was the bloodline stuff. Um, but at the same time, I cannot just, you know, jump over what Gunther has done as intercontinental champion. I think he's been tremendous. I think the stuff that they've been doing to build up contenders for him has been great. Um, I don't know about this bad cap match, but I, think, I mean, uh, at least it's not for the pay-per-view. That was my worry was when they yeah, announced that I'm like, Oh, you're going to do that on pay-per-view. I um, but no, it's uh, next week on SmackDown. So, yeah, uh, but I, I think there. a lot of stuff is working. But boy, the women stuff is not hitting on SmackDown, bro. Uh, that uh, that uh, match last night with Lacey was not for me, buddy. Uh, the the return of Ronda Rousey couldn't have felt like any more of a non-story. Um, <laughs> it just it just felt like it just happened. I was like, okay, so you had Natty who beat Shayna, and I felt like that was the end of that storyline. And then nope. she called out Shayna again. And I was like, but but why? You you beat her. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't get so, it. so the. I like I'll agree with that in the sense that you know I watched watching last week's SmackDown. All I wanted to see the whole show was Bloodline stuff. Uh, I haven't seen SmackDown this week, so I can't really comment one way or the other on how things on the rest of the show went. But the stuff I have seen, I just went and looked up Bloodline clips. Like I'm like, all right, I I I was home for the the opening segment. I saw all that, and then I had to get in the car pretty much as soon as Sami Zayn came out. And so like, all right, let me finish that segment. And then I was like, all right, now. I want to see the, you know, Jay Uso show up because I know he was going to show up. And I'm like, okay, well, I heard there was a backstage segment. Let me see Jay Uso and um, and Sami Zayn. That's all I've seen from the show. Uh, I haven't seen anything else, but I went out of my way to find that stuff because that is, at the very least, the most interesting thing happening it's in. Yeah, it's must watch TV. So. Uh, yeah. No complaints about it at all. Tina Keys says, "Good morning, good morning. Just want to show love. End of the Switchblade era. The future uh, franchise versus Swerve tonight. Be good to each other. Hugs." Oh, that's yeah. right. And Defy Wrestling tonight. If you're in the area, it's a uh, Swerve versus a good, very good, talented young up and coming wrestler named Titus Alexander. Uh, they have a great show out there. I think Mox is out there too. So if you're in the area for Defy, they put on some really great shows, and you should definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, has OTT announced what they're doing in uh, Ireland to replace Mox for Scrapper Mania? Because uh, I feel like they finally did say something. Mm-hmm. But like people were like, uh, this is March 18th, and John Moxley is literally the person advertised for this <laughs> AEW house show on March 18th. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Say something. <laughs> and people have been, I think they finally said, like, we'll have an announcement here soon. But it was interesting that. Uh, the main guy on the poster for Scrapper Mania is John Moxley, March 18th. But then the main guy on the poster for the AEW House Show, March 18th, is John Moxley, 
you absolutely know that AEW has takes precedence here, especially in Ohio, where they're using John Moxley to sell the tickets. You're only gonna to. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting and uh yeah, these house shows are gonna be you know, we, we talked about the house okay. show stuff and uh last week and Fightful had a report as far as what the house shows are gonna mean mm-hmm. to the contracts and how uh it, they're actually to AEW's favor because of the fact that they have all the wrestlers have so many dates on their contracts, but none of the wrestlers are coming anywhere close to those dates. Like they, we talked to one specific wrestler who has like hundred dates on his contract. AEW only does like fifty-two shows a year. Like this mm-hmm. is only uh, or fifty-two weeks of TV. They do on occasion. They obviously do the pay-per-views and they do the. Uh, um, Battle of the Belts, but for the most part, nobody's hitting their numbers as far as their dates, so they can honestly get more out of these uh, out of guys with the house shows and not come close to hitting the dates on these contracts. Uh, so uh, it's actually to AEW's benefit to continue using guys for more stuff than they're using them for. So I get that actually. Yeah, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what the OTT is going to do, but it's interesting. Uh, I did. It, it is interesting every time I see OTT because I'm just like, dang, what is OTT doing? Because I, I remember when OTT was hot. That's that's how Super I discovered um, um, Walter. Like I, I started yeah. watching his mm-hmm. matches through there, and like that's the same thing. That's how I discovered uh, Jordan Devlin before he became, uh, was it Madonna? JD McDonough. Um, so, yeah. Um, that we got or Hedy Murphy, either one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, but yeah, we got that fire Osprey uh, pack match with OTT, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, so um, the, I hope they they're able to make up for that because obviously I think Moxley was was a big get for them. Yeah. Uh, Deontay says, "Good to see y'all uh, again. Been MIA for a minute. Uh, Reg got NWO 2000 stuck in my head. Gun Club. Um, anyways, wrestling is interesting, but I love it. Uh, Jay versus Cole." Oh, I didn't even think about that. That mm. uh, that I, I Adam Cole it. has a mystery opponent. He's got oh, to announce this week. Oh right! And he's a babyface now. Right, right. To be onto something. Uh-huh. I didn't even consider that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool, but I I don't know who they have planned for Adam that's Cole. It, it, uh, two weeks after the San Jose show, he's gonna be on that show too. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like it. That's not bad. That's actually a good way to go. It is. <laughs> I didn't even consider yeah. that. Wow. Uh, it says also, as a matter of fact, that ties up loose ends. That's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Even if well, we're going to find sign- out Wednesday. He's, uh, you know, Adam Cole is going to issue a challenge on Wednesday in his sit down with Renee Paquette that was announced this week that he is going to tell the world who he wants at Revolution. And I was looking at the roster. I'm like, who could it be who's not tied up in something right now? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, now that could work. I mean, even if even if he doesn't sign with AEW, that makes sense that he would want to go and finish up this storyline before he does anything else. Right. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. actually a really good option. Um, so also, MJF should be arrested, locked up, no bread. Uh, all love y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that is quite a story to. That was quite a story to have told. Wild, wild dude. 
<laughs> MJF, uh, man, every time that uh, this guy gets a big match, he shows out. And he showed out in the opener of Dynamite this week. That match yeah, was that amazing. Yeah, that was fantastic. That's uh, what's crazy about Dynamite. Like, if it was like if Dynamite wasn't wild and it was just that match and a bunch of fucking, you know, squash matches or something, that match would be like uh, one of the best matches we ever seen. But then, like ten minutes later, we see one of the other best matches we seen. Then ten minutes later, we see what it's like. It's it, they don't right. over there. Roosh is in this mode where he's very clearly got something to prove. Yeah, uh, chip and, on his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder and. He and Brian had a very, very violent match. They, it was so good. Uh, and then it was like, nah, but the Elite, Top Flight, and AR Fox are going to do their thing as well. Like, they, think they, how, they uh, how different that <laughs> Brian Danielson wrestled a Mexican wrestler like three weeks ago. In very Diego. different match. So di- insanely different than the Mexican wrestler that he wrestled this week. Like, that's how amazing brian danielson is mm-hmm. the greatest pro wrestler of our generation i don't know i i'm i'm i think he's the goat honestly i'm but i've been saying that for years like this yeah. isn't this isn't one of those things where it's like oh you love him because he's in AEW. like nah man there is literally a daniel bryan poster right behind this <laughs> monitor the that right behind my camera i have a daniel bryan like i felt for the longest time that um Brian is the greatest in-ring performer, but I think that um, the reason I think he's the greatest all around is because I don't think there's a single thing Brian's bad at. Um, You remember when Kanye once made that statement where he said, I don't think I'm the greatest in any particular category, but I'm top five in every category. And like, uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I think as far as Brian is concerned, I think that's somebody you can apply that to um, where it's like, it's not so much that Brian's the greatest at one particular thing, mm-hmm. but he is like top five at everything. Totally. I think he is like, I, I hate that people don't put Brian in the conversation for one of the best promos in the game mm-hmm. when, uh, because like when I think of some of my all time favorite promos, when I think of Brian's, you know, believe in your dreams, uh, or fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. Like that promo gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, and I like feel this... like he jumped into that spot after he came back from retirement. Uh, Brian, after he came back from retirement, it was an incredible talker. I was yeah, just I... actually thinking about this whole thing because I thought it, it's from right now for me, like the greatest ever is between Brian and Kenny Omega. And I was thinking because I think they both can do what each other does, but I don't know if Kenny, if that say they switch roles and Kenny Omega was in the WWE. I don't know if his run would have went the same as Brian Danielson's did, but no. if Brian Danielson was in new Japan, his run would, would have went just as good or better than Kenny. Omega. And, and, and I yeah, think that's kind of where I land with it. You know, and, and there's just the Brian is so good at what he's he amazing. does. Yeah. He is amazing. And like, honestly, he ran event at WrestleMania. That's like, and he's that like, I just, it, I can't even compute the type of wrestler that he is. I remember he, when he first got signed to WWE and I was like, this is not going to work. That's Brian Danielson. Like he's not a WWE wrestler, but that's how great he is that he took his shit and did that and had a, a hall of fame career over there going half ass, as he says in his own book. And, but, and the funny <laughs> thing is too, he, uh, because I made that post where I said, stop me if you've heard this before, but Brian Danielson is the greatest uh, wrestler 
in the business and one guy was like you know um he said maybe i'm alone here but i i find him boring and that uh well and what he said you are alone yeah well what he said specifically was you know i didn't think brian became entertaining until the authority stuff and i almost replied to that and i was like "Uh, i'll leave that alone but i was like i think the piece you're missing is that brian prior to the authority like if you had seen what brian was doing beforehand and granted a lot of people haven't right we're talking about world wrestling entertainment um at a time where they had four or five million viewers um compared to you know obviously us online dudes who were watching shit in ring of honor um but knowing what brian was capable of that was a frustrating couple of years but it was only a few years right from 2010 till 2013 where we're like god we just want to see like brian danielson you remember how much people were like just wait until he can unleash cattle mutil uh, what until he can unleash uh cattle mutilation in mm-hmm. wwe then it's on right like people were like we just want to see him do what he does best and we saw flashes of it like in 2010 he had some phenomenal matches with dolph ziggler um and you know, obviously he was United States champion, all of that. But really, it was when he got to show that he had character work in 2012 that it was like, okay, now now we're getting somewhere with Brian. And then in 2013, when he brings it all together, when we're seeing him as this world-class wrestler having those matches with the Shield, and he's got the character work too, it was like, done. But we knew what Brian had to offer. But those couple of years were frustrating for Brian fans. You remember mm-hmm. when they put Brian out there dancing with the Bellas? Yeah. Like, and, and then... Go figure. He ends up marrying one of them. Uh, but... <laughs> He's like, "Thanks for doing that." <laughs> hey man, I yeah, I I don't I don't get too upset with people that only know his WWE stuff. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't get a bigger audience. Right. Yeah, I think it's just uh, a point to understand that that's not that wasn't really his fault. They just right. didn't know how to use him at first, and then once they figured yeah. it out. They got the, the same. Most Dan- out of Brian Danielson wasn't entertaining until 2013. It's just like <laughs> that. Just sounds crazy. Yeah, that, that's insane. Shy uh, uh, Town Spurs says Shawn Michaels is MJ, great player and wrestler, horrible owner and Booker. Um, I don't think he's horrible. I just think that uh, I see Fred nodding. I mean, uh, points uh, were made. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. What is what is he doing good up over there, Will Washington? Look, I mean, it's <laughs> we just all talked about how we don't watch that show. <laughs> I but I think that because I think what's interesting is that Sean is he definitely spent a lot of time with Vince McMahon, and yeah. I think he did spent a son. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I know he should have been in that report Meltzer put out right. about what all the McMahons are getting. Also like, gets yeah, what does Shawn Michaels get? He's been Vince's son forever. Ooh, but Stephanie uh, coming up, she's like, sell this fucking business, bro. Let me get that cake. Yeah, uh, but thinking about Sean and how much he very much knows Vince and understands Vince, mm-hmm. you know, I think he was the right person to put in place to book NXT for NXT to become a show to cater to Vince's vision for pro wrestling. But I do think there's a massive disconnect now between what NXT puts out and what Hunter's doing. And I think that I don't see a lot of guys in the NXT run right now that make me feel like you could slot them in to Hunter's style and get the most out of it. I I don't know. I I think that there needs to be a little bit of a shift. I think Carmelo can. I think Carmelo's, I hope Carmelo can. I think Carmelo's the guy. Uh, but yeah, 
Speaking I mean, because, you know, because my, my concern with Carmelo, of course, was that Vince was going to see his height and go, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. do, do the, basically have the same reaction he had with Adam Cole. Uh, and so thinking about I'm that, still worried about it because where the hell is Johnny Gargano at? He's in the Elimination Chamber match. Oh, that's right. He's not going to win, though. I he oh is. no Johnny's I think Johnny's run has been a dud so far and yeah. I think that yeah I, I I do think he's a good option to win it though if 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 theory doesn't if it's not theory I think that Johnny makes a lot of sense because uh, theory was his initial few when he came back he beat theory in that match um, yeah it makes a lot of sense for him to win that match if it's not theory I, I could at least see him being final too but yeah I I have concerns over the fact that like Johnny doesn't feel over at all uh, and but it's, it's the Loomis stuff he stayed with Loomis too long um, I don't understand bringing a guy in with that his appeal is that he's a very good wrestler and having he's not, hasn't wrestling been having, matches it just he hasn't been having like big wrestling matches that's what um, I mean you, you're yeah. putting him in matches and then you're having him lose to guys like Corbin it just that makes sense. I don't. I don't understand why you're booking that way. Speaking of Corbin, that was a scoop I like slipped into. I was talking to somebody at WWE who was just like, uh, "Oh yeah, JBL is like done." Um, and so I I didn't report that. I only like told you guys. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I told you guys right beforehand. I was like, "Yeah." So I hear JBL's just like not going to be on the road anymore. You know what I'm con- I'm concerned about in this genuine question, not to like fully knock the guy but at some point you do have to ask how many times you can reboot someone do you reboot corbin <laughs> and you... get that big that that thing at when they used to do the apollo the sandman that big stick nice cp lacy with the hook <laughs> you're gone bro what are they gonna do what's baron corbin gonna do he's been here for 10 years doing this shit no um well, I said at the beginning of this, and this is when I still regularly tweeted my opinions, and I was like, yo, this is not working for Corbin. It's not going to work for Corbin because a lot of people that are interested in it, um, like JBL, they're not interested mm-hmm. in it because it's it's putting Corbin over, and the people that clearly don't like it don't like JBL. I was just like, right. I just don't feel like this it is doing It wasn't going to work any... ever. You know, yeah, I don't feel like this is doing him any favors. So when I saw that this was leading to him, leaving Corbin high and dry. I was like, so what did this accomplish? And then he proceeded to bury him. He I mean, completely I guess, buried him. I, I guess they could go back to the most popular thing that Baron Corbin's ever done, and that's bum-ass Corbin. People really like that for some reason. Why is, I guess this could lead to qu- that. Question out of that. Why is Madcap Moss still Madcap Moss? Why did he keep that name? <laughs> I haven't seen that cap in months. <laughs> like, seriously, why did he keep that name? Because you, you left Corbin, so... Why are you now still Madcap Moss? And like, talk I about like the awful! Name. Oh my God, he, Madcap Moss won a match, and I hate the. <laughs> but this, he's, he's, the, he is good. I do. I think he's a good wrestler. This week about uh oh, it's just tra- that transitional champ shit. Fucking get out of my face with this bullshit. What do you mean? The guns are just transitional champs for FTR. That's a stupid fucking story, and fuck all y'all, and fuck that story. The guns are one of the worst <laughs> teams I've seen in a long time. At, there's a difference between like people are like, oh, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. They're heels. They're, no, I don't want to see these guys at all. I don't want to see them lose. I don't want to see them win. I don't want to see them talk. I don't want to see shit from Austin or Colton or Billy or Bart 
any of the smoking. Or bar. I don't want to see none of this shit. So, so wait, it's, wait, wait, how did you it, how did you jump from that to TV. Madcap though? Like, I, I thought we were still in the Madcap stuff. They feel exactly the same for me. Like I, it's the same for Madcap Moss. I don't want to see him win. I don't want to see him lose. I don't want to see him talk. I don't want to see shit from this guy. It's like you don't want to see him come out TV with action. You don't want to see him come out with Emma and like them go look. These, these guys are together. Not. Like he ditched mm-hmm. this young guy. That's all I want from Emma. I don't want Madcap Moss. He ditched this young lion trunks this week and we got the storyline that emma got him new gear what do you mean it's like i know that rest there's a place for everybody in wrestling but like what if there just wasn't <laughs> I, i'll so, say this on the gun story though because i just like, didn't have to see gender mahal okay because i well, we don't when is the last time you've seen him he's on, on nxt. nxt now yeah uh I, well see i don't watch that so <laughs> <laughs> so the gun story and like yeah i i had the opening on day after dynamite this week that i i did kind of predict this one like you two did. months ago thanks for nothing will washington <laughs> I, I i predicted it like beat I for mean, beat i said I, that they I, were gonna i also knew they were gonna win y'all I, yeah. are nasty okay i, I, I said they're gonna beat <laughs> ftr and then they were going to beat uh the acclaimed by using their by getting one over on their dad finally for you know turning his back on them um although they turned on him but either way they were going to get one over on their dad win the titles and then probably lose to a returning ftr and i'm betting that that happens really soon as a matter of fact if that happens at revolution because uh, here's one thing i'll give them the reaction that the fans had online was exactly yeah, yeah that's what they want. No, I mean, well, Excalibur was saying it on commentary. Mm-hmm. Excalibur screaming. I thought the best line Excalibur had was, "You mean to tell me with the the depth of tag teams that we have, <laughs> with this division of tag teams that we have built here at AEW, that the Guns are the AEW World Tag Team Champions?" And like the disgust that you could hear from Excalibur talking about the Guns being champions, and like it's clear that this is what they're supposed to be now. I will say this. That sucks. If they lose the belts at Revolution to either team, they could lose them to the Acclaimed. I think they're going to lose them to FTR. If that happens, then you do kind of milestone the Acclaimed, er, the, not the Acclaimed, you do milestone the guns in that they officially get to go down as the shortest reigning AEW Tag Team Champions if they lose them at Revolution. Uh, because the Bucks have that currently, but because the Bucks had them for a month, they wouldn't have them for a month. It would be less. Uh, and I think that that's not so bad because then you can kind of like put that on them as kind of a uh, kind of a jokey thing with them that you know, well, you guys couldn't even hold on to the titles for a month, and it, they can kind of go back to being. Um, some guys you kind of poke fun at. I don't know that I hate this so much. Hated I, I hated it. I hated the way it was executed for certain. I think that uh, something was off. You know, we heard, of course, that um, the bunny has the broken orbital bone, which mm-hmm. ended up they had to go home early on um, their match, uh, the bunny versus Jamie Hayter, which resulted in, I think, some time being lost from the show significantly. And so when that main event ended, I was like head scratching. I thought they they're just kind of like standing around now. Yeah, that was weird. And then they end up playing the claims theme at the yeah yeah yeah. The whole, the whole that the execution was I, but I was sitting there 
first of all, I predicted that they were going to win. And then mm-hmm. when I saw their main event, I was like, oh, yeah, guns definitely. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I don't think this is bad. And I, I, I don't think it's a bad story either because if you follow this all the way from the FDR stuff, then beating them, coming out and doing the rest in peace FDR segment, which I thought that segment was funny. I was um, resting in peace watching that uh, show. <laughs> I, I, I think this makes sense. Right after they won, um, Austin tweeted the whole the, the, the Top Guns pick with them the drinking the this, this same tequila and everything. I was like, it's pretty clear mm-hmm. where they're going with this. FDR is going to mm-hmm. come back and beat them. Right. And I, I even understand the booking decision of having them beat the guns instead of beating the acclaimed because we've seen how over the acclaimed are. We've seen that if you put the acclaimed next to another uh, face tag team, you run the risk of the crowd hijacking it and booing the other team and cheering right. for the acclaim. We saw that all out. So you wouldn't have them. I think that this makes all the sense in the world to have FTR beat a heel team instead of beating them. Right. And I feel like this was set up for some time. I don't think that this was like a rash decision at all or anything along those lines. I, I think know a much- way that you can combat that acclaim shit, though. If acclaim would have stayed champions and you brought back FTR as a return, the fans wouldn't have turned on him. You bring I back, have, you have acclaimed in the ring, blah, 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 open open challenge. Then FTR comes out, huge pop. But I just, I wouldn't do that to a baby face, though, because I think in this, in this instance, the acclaimed can save face by saying they got screwed. Um, yeah. And so they stay face by remaining baby, you know, strong baby faces in this sense. And FTR gets to get a victory, become tag team champions. Without, FTR should be tag team champions. Right, right. Without screwing that. your other baby face team by, because yeah. you'd handicap your other baby face team by having a baby face beat them. Like right. that, that is, there's, there is an issue there. And I think right. that. I think but they instead went the right they lost direction. to some fucking losers. But see, but I think that's the story because, like I said, um, the storyline of FTR going on this losing streak, and then, like I said, part of that losing streak was losing to the Guns, and that's mm-hmm. really one of the things that brought the Guns back to TV. And then they ended up winning the titles while FTR was away. And again, as Excalibur pointed out on TV, with the wealth of great tag team wrestling here, and this is a this is a company that is kind of known for its tag team wrestling. The face of that is the Guns. Who better to beat them than the best tag team from last year? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I think uh, my my guess here is that next week in Phoenix, I believe, is where Dynamite is. Uh, first time in Phoenix, by the way, at the Suns Arena. Um, and uh, they actually have a really good turnout for that show um, thus far, as far as tickets are concerned. I think it'll probably cross... Uh, let me be sure about this statement before I make it out loud. Because um, I, I kind of remember where it was. But uh, let's see. So if yeah. I look at where those ticket sales are, last check, Phoenix. And, and by the way, shout out El Paso. El Paso came through because um, mm. people were like concerned about those tickets because uh, the maps weren't looking. I think the maps were like kind of stuck around um, somewhere in like the 3500 area. And then they just had like this massive walk-up crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were pointing out to this Bruce Pritchard podcast where Bruce Pritchard talked about El Paso, Texas. Walk out, and, yeah. Walk yeah, out. and and he talked about how Vince was concerned because they weren't selling tickets in El Paso. And then they had like the, one of the biggest walk-up crowds that El Paso, I mean, the WWE had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people on Twitter were like, yeah, that's just how we Latinos do. We <laughs> wait till last minute. And I was going to say, it feels it? like a, a lot more of Texas is like that, too. It's not just yeah. El Paso. <laughs> like, like, 
Latinx <laughs> community showed out, buddy. They yeah, uh, they, they uh, took over that crowd on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it, it was huge. It, it was dope. great. But yeah, they uh, they ended up selling close to like seven hundred something walk up tickets, which is just like insane that's, when you think about great. that. But yeah, nah, I definitely agree with your tweet, Will. That it, it's time to give Texas a pay per view because Texas totally. has been great for AEW for the last yeah. few months. They've got to yeah. they've got to get Texas a pay per view. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Phoenix is currently sitting at a little over six thousand. They'll cross seven by the time uh, the show hits. Nice. But anyway, it's gonna be a hot crowd. My yeah, especially because it's the first time uh, Arizona as a whole has gotten anything. Mm-hmm. I think I bet you they do the casino tag royale again. Um, that's a favorite of Tony Khan's, mm-hmm. and uh, FTR wins that. Yeah, because why not? And then you've got uh, you've got your match for Revolution because the Casino Tag Royale because I know Tony has two of them right they do the either the Tag Battle Royale which has been fine and then the Casino Tag Royale is Royal Rumble rules with tag teams mm-hmm. um, which I think works out a little bit better so yeah. I mean and I mean it would help if they had another big major heel tag team for FDR to beat but at the same time they've established that the guns are the heel tag team that they have the story with. So it makes sense. Um, I think people that are upset about this, I hate to use the, you're supposed to be upset about it, but you are, you're supposed to not like that the guns won. Um, and I, it didn't bother me that much. Like I said, I guess, cause I've been expecting this to happen. Um, it didn't bother me looking at the end of dynamite last uh, this last week and seeing them walk out with those titles did look wild i was like the guns are really champions like <laughs> this is crazy i know we're hearing that music play like i'm that music is like a staple of watching aew dark to me <laughs> you know, <laughs> man hearing that end of dynamite was just Yeesh. like a, a wild visual a that wild everything but wow. you Oof. Uh, yeah, FTR yeah, is and, gonna be pack champ, so it's work. It's gonna sh- work. Out. Shout out to Sandra, by the way, for lacing um, Colton with that great ring ring jacket. That, oh yeah, <laughs> the, the Shawn the Michaels whole, style. The, the, whole, yeah. the whole him doing the Shawn gear stuff is funny, but man, he he did look great coming out in that. Um, so shout out to Sandra. <laughs> yeah, their dad's Billy Gunn. Wait, but they have Shawn Michaels gear. I really don't know. Wait, is that supposed to be another like shot at FTR in a sense that FTR are the Brett guys and? Uh, they wear the Sean gears. Yes, it is. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. But I mean, look at it this way. Like, that makes sense that, um, yeah, their dad is Billy Gunn, but nobody thinks that their dad is the coolest guy in the world. Like, no, you you were in a you were in a stable with the wheel guy that was cool. He almost might have been, like, at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to D. No, it, it was definitely Bill Road Dog. Ryan. I mean, Roddy's <laughs> awful, but his shit was over, dude. Yeah, well, it, it was depends over, because but... WWE wanted Billy to be the guy, right? Yeah. Like, without when you think about they DX tried until Rocks uh, annihilated Rock, him in a promo. <laughs> like every single time, he never came back from there. DX did anything in that time period. Commentary was always like the big, the best athlete in DX is mm-hmm. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn For is sure. the athlete of Degeneration X, and uh, still you know, looks great. He's fucking huge, man. Yeah, <laughs> but the road dog stuff was over as hell. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes it weirds me out when um, I watch old road dog stuff, and he's like, uh, because the only stuff that stuck around in his 
uh, in the nostalgia form is the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, all that stuff, right? But like he had like five or six catchphrases that were all over, right? He always yeah. opened up with "Welcome to the doghouse," and then the crowd mm-hmm. would all start barking, and then he'd say, "Well, you know, we always kick that she is knit doggy mm-hmm. style," and the crowd would always sing along with doggy style, and like Co- big culture vulture vibes, <laughs> <I know. laughs> kick big that culture vulture vibes, absolutely. <laughs> But all that stuff was over. Every single catchphrase Road Dog had was over. And I then, was like, you make a very awful joke. I was like, that leads to my Black History Month uh, moment of the week. Generation next one time. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> one time DX showed up on screen and oh, Mark Henry no. was X Pac. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, so we got uh, on the topic of NXT, Jake Salazar says, Reg, that WWE system of wrestling is snooze fest, just a bunch of Miz and Baron Corbins. Uh, Jay Love says, Braun Breaker, Mellow, and Toxic Attraction got next. Um, well, I don't know if Braun does. I don't attraction. think Toxic Attraction got next. I mean, as, yeah, I, I, I would have thought that coming out of the pay-per-view. But uh, Jake also says, who other than white women listening to Harry Styles? Come on now. Um, I don't know. Can't answer that question for you. Let's see. And uh, Sean Tragedy says the biggest <laughs> selling WWE superstar is Bar- uh, Bad Bunny. I think he's trying to say that he should have been up for how many years? I think that's what, what that's in reference to. Aha. Oh. Lux Pro Music says, hey, fellas, with Cody becoming champ, are we worried he's going to be squashed by Brock Lesnar, suffering the same fate as all of our black champions? Yo, our, so... I have to say, um, at first, um, this is a reference to our group chat. Um, Will was like, nah, Cowboy Brock ain't for me. And at first, I was like, I agree with you. And But that was before I actually watched Raw this week. The Brock segment this week was great. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was great. I think, I think him coming out and, and giving that whole, um, man, I have, all I've been thinking about is Bobby Lashley. I crawl into my bed at night. Did he did that look around? I was like, nah. Nah, Brock's got this. And it did make me think that they had been wasting this guy's talent for years, making him this like part timer that had to pretend he hates wrestling and hates Super the fans. City guy, yeah. And mm-hmm. it it just it made you not interested in seeing Brock. It definitely made me feel that way. Like I don't want to see this guy because all of his matches are predictable. He beats everybody and then he just goes away. All of it was boring to me. And I feel like this is the most that I think he's been interesting as a character in a very long time. I mean, I think something had to shift along the way because think about when they first brought Brock Lesnar back in 2012 and they tried to make him talk and it was awful. And they were, yeah, they, the promos were so bad. They were like, somebody call Paul Heyman. That's exactly what hurry up. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, okay, Brock, he came back, he grabbed the microphone and like they had him in there with Big Johnny and they're just having the worst promos you've heard yeah awful promos and i thought oh my god they're gonna sink brock lesnar because like he came back with this huge (laughs) moment massive pop he f5 john cena it was one of the best moments that um we had seen as far as a return on raw and then he's cutting promos and they're so bad and then like a month later paul Heyman comes out Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking thank goodness don't let brock talk ever again just let paul Heyman do the talking and we're good here let's just Let's just go back to the way things were. And they did. Uh, And I think they had the right intentions there. But there were little flashes of greatness Brock was showing Mm -hmm. when he was in an kind of unscripted environment. Like, remember when he was talking about uh, what he was going to do to John Cena for the WWE Championship 
uh, going into SummerSlam, they had those sit downs with him, and he's like, "I'm gonna leave John Cena laying in his own pile of piss and shit and vomit." <laughs> and I was like, "Where was that, Brock, on the microphone? That's what I want to see." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as yeah. long as he's just like talking like Brock Lesnar would, because um, like handing Brock Lesnar a script and telling him to say these words does not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but see, I think that's what I I've enjoyed more about Brock lately is that. This feels like who he really is. Like, right. This doesn't feel like a character. It just feels mm. like this is Brock Lesnar walking out there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And talking like he usually would um, off screen. I don't know that because I feel like he just like one day accidentally slipped into the cowboy accent in the <laughs> middle of a promo. And then was like, I don't know how to stop. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just talking like this. I don't know <laughs> what's going on, fellas. Mm. Um, but like, I but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, and, and like I said, I get why people like Cowboy Brock. Cowboy Brock is not for me, mm-hmm. and there's a little piece of me that like my stomach turns every time I see like Cowboy Brock, like F five, a black wrestler, and I'm like, hmm. The... I know if I saw Cowboy Brock in my city with his big giant truck with his American flag on the back, I'd be going the other way. So <laughs> right. That, yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think I just feel like uncomfortable with this. Yeah, one. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> but, guy. but see, that's the thing. I I but I get that part. I get why the good old boy stuff is uncomfortable. <laughs> but I also I also feel like this is the most genuine he's felt, and I yeah. And, I I had my like he's a good old boy. <laughs> yeah, I had I had my reservations about the the Lashley feud, but I think the Lashley feud that they've been doing for a year has actually been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it would have been one thing if he just beat Lashley every time, but I think they've been slowly giving Lashley his moments. I think him having a moment at at Royal Rumble was good. I think telling the story you did at Crown Jewel, yeah, Crown mm-hmm. Jewel, and. He didn't really beat Bobby in that match. He just kind of survived Bobby. You um, think they're going to stretch this uh, Elimination Chamber match to Mania? No, I think no, that, I, I think this is, the this is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so what are they going to do? with things both these guys at the show then. Like, what's Brock Lesnar going to do at Mania? Um, I don't know. Maybe they've been uh, they hinted at the Gunther thing, but they've also uh, put their report out there about the that, triple threat. Nah, yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, like, there's been things I've liked about. The Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar stuff, but then, like this week, I wasn't a huge fan just because uh, there's something to the F5 that like it's a great finisher in a match. But what I don't like about the yeah. F5 is when the person is not damaged or groggy or anything. Right, but it's like I just like, put you on my shoulders and you like, suddenly hop just lost. Off, Bobby Lashley, why are you staying up there? You're not yeah. even hurt or anything. I didn't man. like this at all. In that yeah. like. Bobby's just walking away and Brock's like, no, I'm going to hoist you on my shoulders and just hold you here. And Bobby's like, well, I guess can't do anything. And I'm like, <laughs> like put me down. <laughs> like in a match it works, but I'm never a fan of the, the fireman's carry type finish in a Ooh. segment like that where you've suddenly lost control of your, your limbs right. and can't like, like Bobby. Like if you hold it up there for longer than one second, like Bobby Lashley is just sitting there and that's dumb. 
So. Yeah, and I don't think that looked good. Uh, and I think it, it kind of makes Bobby look a little foolish. Um, no, but I want to read... His, uh, he turned his back on him, too, which also was the ultimate stupid thing. I'm like, you've no. been in segments with this guy for a year. So you know times. he's going to he's gonna pick you up at five. You, why would and he well, and that, and so, back a lot of times? Pause. I don't even know if you could say that anymore. But he's came up from the back and, and got one over on you. Why would you turn your back again to this guy who hates black people, as we see, <laughs> as a wrestling character? Uh, character. I don't, see, I don't know. Aaron Valmont. Okay. Aaron Valmont says, "Give me Jay White versus Kenny as the main event at Forbidden Door." I mean, it sounds like you may not like it's. I don't think it's going to be a Forbidden Door thing. Um, I did notice something. If you watched the New Beginnings tonight, um, which, like I said, was a great show, mm-hmm. and one of the storylines for this show was Tanahashi is trying to become a main eventer again because he's the same age that Keiji Muto was when he beat Keiji Muto to go on his run that made Tanahashi Tanahashi. And so he feels like, no, I still can do this. And so at the end of the show, he challenged, well, he didn't challenge him. Okada challenged him after an incredible match with Shingo Takagi. Go out of your way to watch that match. Very, very good match. Uh, But after, after he beat Shingo, he challenged Tanahashi and that is going to be the match for Battlefield Valley. And afterwards, oh, afterwards, Okada, afterwards, Okada says that, um, yeah, this is one of my most popular feuds, but um, American viewers have never seen Okada versus Tanahashi in person, which is another oh. notch in my in my theory that we will see Okada Omega, versus yeah. Omega in America because I don't know, man. Just him saying that it definitely like lit this 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 note in my head. Like, why would he say that? Like. Wow, I get to watch next week Okada and Tanahashi live. That's amazing. That's insane. I never thought that I'd be able to see that in person with my eyes. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a great match. Um, totally. San Jose show looks like it's going to be a good one. Looks crazy. I'm excited to see Mercedes, baby. It's going to be a great show. I'm super excited about that show next week. Yeah, um, definitely good to see that one coming off of, like I said, a very good show mm-hmm. last night. I mean... We talked about Jay leaving Japan, but I thought uh, Jay versus uh, Hikaleo was very good. The storytelling in that match was incredible. I just um, watched that Leo Rush promo, too. That was dope. I, yeah. That was the thing that I was the most excited about, as you can mm-hmm. see. Um, yep. Get Leo his, his moment. We're talking about black history. Mm-hmm. Leo will be the first black IWGP junior heavyweight. Let's go, baby. That's um, hard. That's I'm ready hard. for it. I thought, I thought mm-hmm. the... The video package was very good. I yep. thought I His thought promo was dope. Hiromo's reaction was great to it, mm-hmm. running backstage. And then you had a uh, Naito in the ring that was kind of pointing out random people in the crowd. Like, there he is. There's Leo there. It's <laughs> like, no, he's not there. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, good shit. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited about New Japan at the moment. Uh, let's see. Zero Prime says, yo, Will, what happened uh, to Sheeta in the storyline with OG versus Newcomers? I know she's back in the States, but what happened? Because, um, yeah, she was on the cruise, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the follow-up is yet, but there's also three weeks to – I don't know what they're doing at Revolution as far as the storyline is concerned and right. who's going to be number one contender for the title. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, Tony had a plan for that triple threat with Britt and, mm-hmm. uh, and Ruby and Tony Storm because they're running it back again. Uh, literally. That must be to set up something, huh? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. obviously – that was a match that Tony had intentions for. So I'm curious what that is. DVD movie buffer says, love watching stardom. Good wrestlers there look like rock stars and matches are always great. I wish they could work with WWE that crossover. I want. 
Uh, that is not the crossover I want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I never really got the idea of wanting to see WWE crossovers per se because, like, they're the biggest company in the world. What do you necessarily get out of a crossover there? Like, you know they're not going to win any, any of the championships there, um, and you know that they're going to protect their talent. Um, like, I get the sense of wanting to see certain dream matchups, but yeah. um, to be honest, I'd rather those people just sign there than mm-hmm. uh, come in as outside performers. That's yeah. me, though. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think if we're looking at crossover stuff, there are other companies I would rather see that with than WWE. Uh, yeah. But again, I that's, think not, it, uh, that's not knocking, you know, with uh, DVD buffer. Speaking of crossovers, Impact really uh, took it to Righteous Reg and figured out a way to get some people over there with shut, the little money right that up. they have, right? They got me right shut out you right on up. Like, hey, New Japan, <laughs> let's, like, be friends so we can, like, uh, do this thing. Now people are talking about this mercedes tweet tease and that she might because uh impact's been talking about her on the tv show i'm like mm. maybe they uh, figured out a way to you know shut your boy up and i'm very excited about it now impact is doing a lot of great stuff over there honestly um they've been setting like just their show they've been setting up some great shit they got a, a pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks and then that wrestlemania weekend show that they have with new japan is crazy will osprey and mike bailey in the main event uh kushida and josh alexander uh shit it's it's pretty lit out there for impact no yeah. lot and shout out yeah, to also uh, uh on the same lines mlw did a pretty good number debuting on reels um 000. i don't know what they did this week but shout out to them for uh launching off with a nice little brand you know shout yeah out to i actually watched it um i watched both i i was not feeling enzo um <sighs> that is a not for me well, I didn't realize how tired his act was. Mm-hmm. I liked Enzo back in the day. I was one of the few people who was like, I mean, we had an argument on this show. I was like, no, nah, Enzo wasn't so bad. But man, that... Yeah. Well, that, I mean, which Enzo are we talking about? Enzo as as a tag team wrestler with Kaz was great. Enzo yeah. as a cruiserweight champion? No I, thanks. I so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've always thought that Enzo had something special on the mic. But man, does it feel like he has not evolved that act in any way, shape, or form. So exactly the same as when we were watching it in WWE. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah, he had a confrontation at the top of that show with Jacob Fatu, and I'm like, this is the same. Mm -hmm. He hasn't done anything new. He caught him soft? Uh, in a lot of ways, he, he he used the whole smack talk of Skywalker line, and like it was all the same stuff. Uh, and it's like you know what, this act is from uh five years ago. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, Mela is back, and she is doing the original gimmick again. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Um, interesting. I like Carmela, so that's not a knock at her. But I was just very surprised she's back to doing the other gimmick after she put so much work into changing her her look and everything. Speaking of yeah. gimmicks, how do you feel about the little Chelsea Green uh, Karen gimmick? You like that? I, I think it's working right now. I think that uh, the segments she's done this week have worked, and I think it works because she gets to come up until she loses. Um, but mm-hmm. I do wonder what is the shelf life on it. That's what I'm saying. Like, how long does this thing last? Like, yeah. she's but right now, I think she's doing a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Laying the SmackDown uh, Wrestling and Sports says Corbin has more gimmick changes than Mick Foley and Bray combined. Corbin does have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> At least they let him take his shirt off again. 
Probably going to tell uh, him to put it back on. Jake Salazar says, Reg, this is the most interesting the tag titles have felt since they've been taken off of Swerve and Lee. Acclaim's title run was garbage. I disagree with that. Whoa. I'm yes. sorry, Jake but it was. Uh, They're back in the mid card where they belong. I disagree with all yikes. of that. Man. No, the, that is a yikes take because I feel like the Acclaimed, uh, I think they had, let's think about this, SCU, Kenny and Hangman. Uh, FTR, the Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, Young Bucks, uh, Swerve in Our Glory, and the Acclaimed. So we're talking nine tag t- title runs. This is the 10th. Um, yeah, I can confidently say that. No, I think they were the most over baby faces you've had as tag team champions. And I, uh, I think that they were every show that i've been to they've been the most overact like by far it's crazy and they remained (laughs) over because like you could start to sense through jurassic express's reign oh people were starting to get like i you know it's time for them to lose the belts you could sense through uh you know with the young bucks people were calling for them to turn heel and they did turn heel Mm -hmm. uh but and then even lucha bros lucha bros i think got cut short um, they didn't really get as much of a reign as I would have liked to see from them. But point being, this is the first time babyfaces have lost tag team titles in AEW, and the fans are like, no, they weren't done. What are you mm, doing? Yeah. Like, yep. you know, for the most part, every single time the babyfaces have lost, they're like, okay, it was time to move on. Yeah. I'm not. Now, people were still clamoring for more of the acclaim as tag Yeah, team. people yeah. are like, they didn't get enough of them, and mm-hmm. they want more. And so, no, I disagree. I think it was a successful reign. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I I don't really understand the take, but if you're arguing like talented babyface tag teams, maybe there are more talented acts that were tag team champions. But as far as popular with those titles, nah, it's not even over. close. Yeah. And he says the whole gun family is the only reason the acclaimed are so over. I disagree. I with don't believe that. Because of one catchphrase. Stop this cap, Jake. Stop <laughs> that. All who works <laughs> Billy Gunn. Stop this cap, bro. Like cut it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bugaboo Jones says the acclaimed top flight in AR Fox all losing in Black History Month the audacity. Yeah, I mean at least, like I said, that trio's match was great. I mean, the more and more we see of AR Fox on television, the better. Oh yeah, they made AR Fox look like a million. He bucks. he looked amazing in that match. I felt like this if if this doesn't tell you that top flight is 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 moving on to have something bigger after this i don't know what does because they really had to match one after they hit the nosedive and ar fox hit that 450 that was the end of the match if mm-hmm. uh if kenny didn't come back in and break up the pin um right. so no i think um like i said i would i did want to see them win even though it was predictable that they were going to win but i feel mm-hmm. like their big thing is coming for a top flight I agree. All of them people, just like you guys said, they they make an AR Fox look like somebody, a big deal, which is what I always wanted and I always kind of expected because AR Fox is a tremendous talent. And so for him to be able to like really shine, like this is 100% AR Fox, he's being able to do his thing and he's being able to do it in matches with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Can't ask for anything better that's than a, that. That's a huge stage to put those three guys on. Um, yeah. Regardless that if match they lost was crazy. Not, um, and <laughs> they had the matching, uh, they had the matching uh, camo pants with AR, I thought that was great as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, I really think that was probably one of the best matches this week. And Kenny Omega, man, that guy looks just tremendous, tremendous yeah. shape. He is back as fuck. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. Aaron Busby says, uh, Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania is going to be the most dramatic match in WWE history. How many spears is Cody <laughs> kicking out of? Uh, vice versa with Roman. I mean, it is going to be drama and a half, and I'm Big looking facts. forward to it. I, I will say that when I saw, because I didn't watch Raw when it aired live. I watched it later. Um, when I saw people putting up the clips of the Cody and uh, Heyman segment, I was like, nah. They were looking around like, oh, y'all really wanted that Sammy match to main event? Oh, y'all right. got it fucked up. Let me, let me show yeah, you what this yeah. feud is going to be. Cody knew exactly. He was like, nah, these people, they they got me all the way fucked up. Let me show so, them who I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did that segment, and I feel like the story stuff they did in that segment was tremendous. I mean, mm. not only was the, you know, the behind-the-curtain stuff that they were doing really, really touching that Cody started that segment with, but I felt like the way they brought it full circle mm -hmm. and brought it back to the story of Cody being jealous of the NXT alum that mm -hmm. um that because he said that, that before that he was he jealous said that, that it, they got to be held down by his dad. And I, I feel like he said it in the interview right after WrestleMania, um, mm -hmm. after the match with Rollins. So I feel like they've been building that storyline since he came back. Mm -hmm. Um I thought all this stuff was great. I mean the guy couldn't have got more pyro on Monday night. The guy got like five <laughs> five different displays. Bring all the pyro, bro. <laughs> Shoot me some more. So and, and I mean, even watching SmackDown last night, I feel like this is good because I feel like this is the first time ever that Roman has had like two challengers at the same time and it yes. feels like he's under duress. Like you don't have to just build one challenger at the same time. You can build right. up a field of challengers for this guy. And so yeah. I, I thought this was I thought this was good on the whole. They need to the, uh, pay Paul Heyman more money because he's not being paid enough. Well, I mean, so, you know, the story, of course, came out, uh, FightfulSelect.com, that Cody and Paul broke the segment. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did feel like two guys who were being a little more genuine that weren't, like, spouting you know and on sunday the 23rd i'm gonna tear this, roman reigns down like we don't I, like that shit. i hate to say this but <laughs> it felt like an AEW pro promo Ooh. it did uh, it did yeah it, it did, did. I, I wasn't gonna say that but uh <laughs> it, i know it, what i'll get when i do and, and I'm, I'm not saying it in the sense that this good thing that ww did they copied from AEW, but it had that same vibe of um you know Doing the insider stuff, them real, and, like the and, Eddie Kingston and CM Punk promos. It, it, it had the same yeah. vibe to it of, of certain mm -hmm. stuff that Cody has done with AEW, and so that's why I'm not surprised that Cody was kind of behind it because it had it had all of his fingerprints on it. Yeah, not nah, so. <laughs> I love Cody, man. He's yeah. amazing, man. He's going all in. I mean, so like there were a number of things that this promo did excellently. I want to start with the fact that Cody comes out and he addresses. Because, you know, the big thing that's been the talk on Twitter, then I knew they'd find a way to handle it. But they're like, nah, Cody's going to get booed. They want Sami Zayn. Uh, they're going to turn on him for Sami because the crowd isn't getting Sami. Cody addressed that immediately, right? Mm. Uh, and, you know, the crowd was chanting Sami. And he's like, yeah, I want Sami to win too. I want it to be me versus Sami at WrestleMania. And crowd is like, okay, yeah, we can get with that. Um, and so... Uh, great, man. Yeah, he's amazing. He can yeah, I know he he did he turned that around in <laughs> amazing ways. And then Paul Heyman comes out. And uh the way that uh sorry, the new Fightful Select story just dropped. Um fightfulselect.com as far as a, an act who's just re-signed with AEW. 
Um, you'll find out who it is. Reg yeah, is going to uh, be. I'm sure not... fucking uh, Russell Pierce is already sending it out. Um, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but either way. You said I'm not going to be happy? Uh, I mean, it's it's something we've been talking about this whole show. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> oh, God. So just know we're, we're in for more. But anyway, so uh, on the side of Cody, Cody and Paul Heyman, of course, you know, they, they did a lot of talking about Dusty and, and talked about Dusty going to ECW because Paul had uh, called him and, you know, what that did for the family. Great stuff. Um, there's a lot of people who say that, that du- those Dusty moments in e- ECW really, like, meant a lot to them and mm-hmm. uh, was some people's introduction to Dusty. That's cool stuff. Uh, and then the way that they brought it all back around to WrestleMania <laughs> was brilliant Paul Heyman shit. So good, yeah. And the way that Paul Heyman could even get himself some heat here. <laughs> <laughs> Building the whole promo to that last line is just That like, last line. Come because on, man. That's I, I, amazing. Because I have to say, there's a piece of me that is a little, like, worn on the dusty stuff that's like, okay, like, I, I hope this isn't the entire feud. I, I hope understand we can. when people are saying it's too much dusty shit. Yeah, like, yeah. especially considering, do you remember that promo that Cody cut in AEW where Chris Jericho, it was during the Chris Jericho and Cody feud, and Jericho had brought up Dusty, and Cody was like, yeah, of course you'd do that. Um, he's like doing that carny shit. Um, and I forgot uh, he said that. Yeah, when he, yeah he, got, he called it carny. He said he called it carny shit, um, going for low-hanging fruit, going after Dusty. And so, like, I I always keep thinking and of that. Every single my... promo since he's came back to WWE has mentioned Dusty. <laughs> I know. So there's a piece of me that keeps playing that in the back of my mind of, like, okay, I understand that it is a big part of Cody's story, and I really do hope that uh, once we've gotten past, like, here, really, I want it to be about Cody. Because I think there's enough of a story to tell about just Cody's story himself. And Cody coming into the company in 2007, joining Legacy in 2009, being dashing Cody Rhodes, being uh, undashing Cody Rhodes, uh, growing the mustache, getting kicked off, being on the WrestleMania card at WrestleMania 29 10 years ago, and having his match cut while in Gorilla mm-hmm. to... Becoming star or beating the shield, becoming stardust, leaving, helping start up his own company. Stuff that he uh, brought up with Paul Heyman, by the way, and uh, talking about how Paul Heyman was instrumental in in helping him understand how to, you know, create a challenger brand, stuff like that. Uh, to coming back to the company, biggest WrestleMania moment, all of that stuff. Cody's story on its own. I didn't have to mention Dusty in any single thing I just mentioned. Cody right. has a strong enough story on its own to where you don't have to continue to go there. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that. You know, it was just one of those heat things because otherwise, this was a masterful segment. Cody and Ro- and Paul Heyman, great shit. That ending line was, uh, you know, when Paul Heyman said, you know, the, one of the last conversations I had with Dusty, he said that you were his favorite son. Straight yeah. face, and he's like, "But I wish I had, a, uh, but I wish I had a son like Roman Reigns." What was it? Uh, and. And Cody's response to that, where he shook his head and said, you know, I was just trying to make or win a wrestling championship. 
Paul mimicking that this week on SmackDown was great as well. I'm just trying to win a, a WWE championship and everybody's making it personal. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is stupid. Paul, yeah. Paul's great. But no, honestly, like, Cody's the guy. He has to beat Roman Reigns. This and is isn't it amazing that they're talking about Cody and Dusty on both shows. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but I, I think the Dusty stuff works here for two reasons. Because, I mean, he's made his mission statement to do what Dusty never did and win the WWE Championship. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you're looking at what NXT was at some point, Dusty's fingerprints were all over NXT. Yeah. Arguably the most successful NXT alumni is Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Um so it it makes perfect Not sense. Not even arguably, it's like he is the yeah, one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it makes total sense for them to mention Dusty as much in this. And I didn't even remember this, but um people have been posting that clip of Roman's interview where he talked about how much Roman meant how right. much Dustin meant to him and mm -hmm. It, it makes sense. I think it's all really good storytelling. And I mean, I think, again, I think the way that they've had these two things happening parallel, like even Sammy this week saying, like, tell Roman he had, doesn't have to worry about Cody because I'm going to be the one to beat him at Elimination Chamber. I, I just think it's fine. I think people being like, it can only be one are just like, no, I it's fine. Build two storylines mm -hmm. at the same time. Yes. Build ten. Shit. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on Cody mm -hmm. versus Roman. I, I'm mm -hmm. ready for WrestleMania. I like I said, I think this was a, a masterful promo segment. Um, and yeah. it is amazing how much interest there really is in all of this. That right. uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the first Cody and Roman Reigns confrontation. That mm -hmm. is something that like I can't believe I'm already this into it. And these two have not confronted at all yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to after, I mean, we're kind of writing what it's going to be, but Cody becoming the actual champion and like he's already like this as not the face of the brand. Imagine when he's going to be like when he's the face of the brand. <laughs> he's about to be going a, crazy. A, a thousand uh, a thousand promos uh, at Pyro's going off at the same time every week. Pyro I mean, City. Look, I'm already picturing... The end of WrestleMania, Cody holding up both titles, Pyro everywhere. Oh my gonna, God, that stadium's fact... going to look like the 4th of July. It's going to be nuts out there. Pyro. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, honestly, I think they have found the right guy to beat Roman Reigns. I think it is Cody yeah. Rhodes. I think it's uh, Cody too. Um, yeah. and, and again, that's not to knock the Sammy stuff because the Sammy stuff has been really it's good amazing. as well. Yeah. I think uh, I think everything they did with Sammy and, and Paul this week was a great opener for SmackDown. Um, the way they handled the Jay stuff was really good. Oh, you guys didn't watch it, but just a small note of them hate, keeping it all the way to the beginning of the tag match. And Jay showed up. And where did he show up? He showed up at the top of the stairs like Roman as a member of the Shield. Great stuff. And then the, 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 the exchange backstage with Sammy where Sammy was like, I just want you to know I acknowledge you. Mm. So good, man. Mm. Ooh, I got chills. That was good shit. <laughs> No, I, it's it's good, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for WrestleMania. I'm ready for the main event. I'm ready for but Elimination Chamber coming up. I think that's going to be a really really hot crowd, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. that oh yeah, uh, sold out in fucking Montreal. Yeah, the, look, the, 
the the pop that Sammy got last night, the the pop he's going to get in Montreal is going to be oh, incredible. It's going to be nuts. So, yeah. yeah, very much. I hope he's right and he does just get to use like Worlds Collide as a theme. He says mm. he needs a new theme, like, and I can agree with that. I can agree that he said using his old theme would be turning backwards, and that you know, nah, he get was this like, guy I... music back out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want get, it. We turn, want it. No, 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 no. Turn up the sky music, bro. But no yeah. way, because they're they're uh, phasing all those themes out. So they, yeah, yeah. So the, like, because the current theme is trash. Like, it's no matter awful. what, you have to not use the current theme. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. But I can see where he says where he can feel like that's a different phase of my career, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I'm moving forward. So. Yeah, if anything, get give him a new theme, but not yeah. this although, theme is awful. Although speaking of themes, because um, you know there was always a conversation about Swerve theme songs and how he wasn't going to ever go back to "Ain't Nobody," but he did use it on the cruise, um, yeah. and it got and uh, that popped a lot of people uh, on the uh, jer- uh, uh, that did pop people on the Jericho cruise. Should we uh, speaking of Swerve? No, no. I don't want to talk about that at all. No, no, we should not. No, and you, uh, the chat knows what we're talking nope. about. No, we shan't. We're just gonna move forward. There's no, nothing to talk about there. There just, just isn't. Out loud, so they can be like, "Well, like, no, no." Nah. So what, 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 what do you guys want to talk about? No, nah, we're not doing this. No, 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 no. No, man, I feel like this is an exciting time to be a WWE fan because I do Honestly. feel like they're building really good things for WrestleMania. Um, I feel oh, like, uh, the- do you guys think they're gonna from this point on continue with Roman on both nights at no. Mania? Or you, you think they're just no, gonna do that? I don't think they're gonna do just, okay. He's gonna do one night. Um, right. I think that was on the table if they were getting rock, but, if the rock was gonna be here, but now that they're not getting rock, which speaking of, I don't know if you saw that report, guys, of they were thinking about just creating a new title if they had rock, um, which feeds my thought that i've been thinking for a while that they want two titles it's very clear they want two titles um yeah so um i think more than anything i think the idea was always going to be look cody has to walk out of wrestlemania with the the strap uh yes with the strap Mm -hmm. there's no way deandre you called that reparations by the way (laughs) what (laughs) oh the swerve thing (laughs) oh no you can't say that (laughs) <laughs> We're supposed to be moving forward. I know. I could not ignore <laughs> Oh, shit. No, the I'm homie that said, oh, why see a scrub? Because he scrubbed you from his life. No comment. <laughs> no, no comment. All right, all right. Okay, we're moving. Anyway, forward. the two titles thing. Like it's clear they, no matter what, we're going to have. Like the what that confirmed to me when I saw that story was um, that they never had any plans of splitting the titles. Like everybody was like, well, maybe they could have Roman like have a triple threat and not get pinned for one or like yeah. you know somebody cashes in money in the bank but they only cash in for one title all those ideas were awful guys because at the end of the day <laughs> you cannot have this 800 plus day reign mm-hmm. end or have him get pinned for a title and still be a champion all of that sucks there is no ending to that that is good except for he gets beaten and he's not champion anymore because like yeah. the, like even when people were like well maybe 
Cody could just challenge for the WWE title. No, you can't do that because, like, hey, we've got this 800-day champion, but I just want the title he's had for 300. Like, no, you want to go for it all. That's that's how this works. That's how you have to... Yeah, I, I... I don't know. I just don't think there's a satisfying way to split those titles at this point. I think yeah, they I, waited too long, and I think it, it doesn't matter how they split the titles now. People are gonna gonna have complaints about it because they it just lasted way too long. I think they should split the titles a long time ago. Well, people well, are so that there's idea... gonna be a segment of fans that are with the Sami Zayn thing, and they're not gonna like the Cody shit ever. So they're just gonna yeah. use this as catalyst yeah. to never like whatever happens from here on out. So, yeah. but yeah, Meltzer reporting that the idea was going to be if they were if the Rock was available, the plan was to introduce a new title and have cody win that at wrestlemania and then roman just like keeps his oh that would have been dumb yeah <laughs> but this is what i'm saying man you it just makes no sense to put t- two titles on a guy that you don't want to lose it just you were always mm-hmm. setting yourself up to, to have this problem um Luckily, but, The Rock didn't show up because this is way better. But I mean, the, I, boy, if, if this was confirmation for me that I've been saying this was a bad idea, it was that came out. And then the Drew McIntyre th- quote came out where he was like, yeah, I think it's time. To, I was like, yeah, I know. I know mm-hmm. you and probably a bunch of other people in that locker room feel the same way because you right. want to wrestle for a world title and mm-hmm. you can't because they've got both tied up with this Roman stuff. Yeah. So either way, uh, I mean, I think because I see Irene asked, what would the title even be called? I think knowing Cody, he would have hauled out the big gold belt. Oh, yeah. Big gold belt. Mm -hmm. Hey, big gold belt. (laughs) As Um, as like an homage to Dusty kind of thing. Um, And something along those lines. But as far as this here is concerned, I think we've got the best option. Look, Roman has both titles. He has everything. So his loss has to be for everything. Um, And I feel the same way with the Usos. I think that, yeah, they're having these title defenses for like one belt here, one belt there. And I think that's just to make sure it's established that there still are two tag team titles. But ultimately, they have to split those two. Yeah, they have to lose both because the reign is uh, because they have the record setting reign. You can't just have them like lose one and then be like, well, they're still record setting tag champs because they still have the other belts. Like, that sucks. Don't do that. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the team or the champion that inherits those two belts because now you've got to yep. book a way out of that. And that's, exactly. that, again, that was my issue Dumb again. from the beginning. It's like now you're putting Cody in a spot where you have to figure out a way to get one of those titles off of him. You instantly put him in a spot where he needs to lose. And it's just. It doesn't make sense. You either got to combine them and make a new championship or do a stupid thing where he's like, well, I don't want this one. I just Uh, want this one. I really hope he doesn't do that, man. I I just have bad flashbacks to the Keith Lee thing. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, Yeah. I don't really want this, and I'm just going to keep this one. I think as far as the tag team titles are concerned, there's probably multiple scenarios where you can have um, the, the Kevin and Sammy lose one belt and be fine because them walking out of a situation where like they're defending the raw tag titles for example and then like get pinned on raw but they're still smackdown champions that's not so bad because they don't have a record setting reign there's not a big target on them where you have to go after everything that's not a part of their story um so that wouldn't matter so much them defending the titles one by one uh but i think when you've got this whole thing with the the bloodline has it all i don't know uh let's see let's let's read a few more because uh, andrew the giant says nearly forgot to get in my mad cat moss victory lap after the big man got his w last night love you guys nasty um hey man 
like, again, I think I think uh, Moss is a good wrestler. So I, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do against uh, Gunther. Gunther's going to chop his fucking ponytail off for uh, sure. He's going to chop his soul out of his uh, body. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got... What else is there? I mean, we got a whole lot of more. Let, let me turn to the Humper Chats. I, yeah. I've ignored the Humper Chats for a minute, yeah. and I want to make sure I get to these. It says, uh, what do you guys think the final card matches will be at Revolution? They keep saying Jungle Boy is chasing gold. Do you think, uh, do you see them having a title match at Revolution? Or do you think they, and it got cut off there, hold on. Or do you think they just keep building him with singles wins till a title program with Max? Um, I can at least see him in the face of the Revolution ladder match. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what they're uh, going for with that. Yeah, if it's not that, I could see him challenging for the All-Atlantic belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Coffee Black says, uh, for Grap City, shout out to the fellas. I was so happy to see a man like, uh, what is that, Darius? Darius, I think Darius? he probably pronounces it. Yeah. Darius, that makes sense. That's just not a way yeah. that I would have spelled Darius. But that's a cool mm-hmm. way to spell it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, get booked for For the Culture. Uh, hopefully, they announce some more UK talent for the show. I got to get more yeah. familiar with UK talent, as far, Man, especially Mike black is, UK talent. He's trem- he's a tremendous talent. He's going to impress a lot of people. I'm pretty sure they're going to announce Leon Slater for the show, young uh, black UK. That's on. So, For the Culture is on Thursday? For the Culture is at on Thursday at midnight, the okay. same day as Wale Mania, screwing up all of our lives. Thanks, you yes. guys. Thanks, Emilio and them. <laughs> So I'm excited about For the Culture. They announced For the Culture. If you don't have For the Culture tickets, definitely get For the Culture. Not For the Culture, sorry. Wally Mania tickets. They've announced Wally Mania. If you haven't gotten Wally Mania tickets, get some Wally Mania tickets. Yeah, and get, get For the Culture tickets. And also well, get man. For the Culture tickets, too. I'm going to be at Shout out to homie Billy Dixon, who was booking yeah. it this year. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm going to ask my brother if I can just borrow his car in L.A. <laughs> Probably makes more sense, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, I mean, look, this is the thing. is This is actually going to be kind of a... That's the thing I love about my L.A. trips is that um, I'm from L.A. And so uh, I don't have to just like go and be like, I'm not getting a hotel. I'm crashing on my brother's couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is actually he's got a guest room. So it's it's nice, but (laughs) (laughs) not crashing on a couch. But uh, it's always cool to get to see my brother and get to do all of that stuff. So that's I definitely like to meet your brother while we're uh, out there if that could be arranged I think that yeah I think we could probably pull that off I mean yeah. it depends on how busy he is but right. I mean the man do be working out there yes he does <laughs> uh let's see so I got a piece that says Phil have you had a chance to see uh Julia versus Suzu from uh Supreme Fight yet I thought they killed it and have such a great story between them I haven't seen it yet but I have that's on the list of a bunch of wrestling to watch because there's always <laughs> a ton of wrestling. Um, which, speaking of stardom, uh, shout out to Hamika who is retiring out of nowhere. Oh, that's um, right. She's, she's amazing, and uh, I don't know, man. Every time somebody from stardom retires this early, it just throws me off. Um, I still haven't gotten over several people that retire from this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you know, shout yeah, out some, to her. Some wrestlers set that goal. I, I've been seeing that a lot recently with the younger generation of like. She said, like, I'm going to do five years in here, and if I then I'm out pretty much. And there's a lot of wrestlers that are kind of like that. Like, I'm going to do five years, and if I don't have this or 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 whatever, I'm going to be out, and, and I'm out. So, yeah. I mean, I good mean, for them. Yeah, and I, I'm always for people leaving on their own terms and right. not having to leave because of, you know, injuries or something mm-hmm. else. So, you know, if this is just was always her plan, then I think that's great. Right. Uh, Anwar Starwind says, how are y'all feeling about the NBA after all of the trades? 
It's nuts. Uh, excited. I'm excited yeah. for more basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball is 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 the greatest sport, and this uh, makes it even more fun because, like, first of all, the jokes. The jokes are amazing when all these trades and shit are happening. So, on top of that, and then like the season is about to be. The first half of the season was crazy. Like a lot of teams were balling out, and like for their, them to all be changed, and not, now we're going to be moving forward like this. It's going to be exciting. So I mean, I I'm, can't believe the run the Nets went on to get where they were right. in the Eastern Conference to <laughs> just blow up the team. And, and <laughs> to, to just implode it. Uh, yeah, I think all the storylines coming out of this are going to be good, too, if you're into that. Um, I don't know. Um, Definitely really, into that. We love them storylines, baby. And really, uh, the Nets are not in no, a bad I, spot. I prefer games to storylines, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to watch games. I don't need storylines. I don't need no stories. More games. They don't need yeah. a story behind yeah. the games. I just want to see the Mavericks and the Bucks uh, go at yeah. it. Yeah, of course, man. you want to see the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no. Fun. Look, it, I I think it's an exciting time to be a, a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Even man, if your I, team sucks, I think uh, <laughs> I think the Nets are actually in a good spot after those trades too. I think they can make some moves and still be competitive. Um, they got a lot of good young players. I really like Mikel Bridges. Um, dude, Cam Thomas has been going nuts for ever since Kyrie's been gone. He's like, no, I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. This man had, what, like four, three 40-point games in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, unfortunately, you yeah. know, set a slur on TV. Yeah. Um, but, no, he's been cooking. We got some great games today, by the way. Because uh, the Sixers are playing the Nets in two hours, oh, sure. um, we got the uh, Nuggets and the Hornets. The Lakers are playing the Warriors. Um, Mavs and the Ron Kings. playing? Because he didn't uh, play Saturday. He didn't play. Uh-uh. Yesterday. And I, I knew he wasn't going to play Saturday. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, and, what, so funny. <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, we even got the we got this Humper chat. It says, uh, "What would you guys do to fix NXT?" Uh, and Bulls versus Cavs. I'm a Cavs fan tonight. What up, Phil? Uh, Bulls are probably going to lose that game because they suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, what would I do to fix NXT? Um, I think you got to find a happy balance between what it is now and what it was. And, and I don't think they found that yet. And I've seen a lot of people say that it hasn't changed that much, but it has. Because I feel it's, like... It's very different. It's I, totally different. I feel like the matches are are still good of the matches I've seen. But the backstage segments are just not good, in my opinion. And I just think a lot of the character stuff that people seem to be into is just not my cup of tea either. Because mm-hmm. um, it just feels too, it just feels too on the nose. It's like, like, like I've said before, it just feels like, hey, what are you, what are you guys into? Oh, I'm into streamers. Let's like, let's make a wrestler that's a streamer. And it's like, no, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want that. It's just box of gimmicks. Yeah, it just, it, it's just not my cup of tea. I just feel like you got to find a, a happy in between. Um, yeah, that works. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Will Phil and Reg. This is from uh, Dom Romando. It says, F- Will Phil and Reg, thanks for what you do. I love how that's the order it has to be said now because that's how Reg <laughs> says it in the theme song. Uh, <laughs> uh, as a black dude who has loved pro wrestling his whole life, y'all do a great service. Appreciate uh, it. Says, Reg is spot on about the ass boys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't, no, that's that, that, I, that I don't, thing that you said right there about being a black guy and wrestling and what what you love us. That's why we do this show. Like I wanted to start doing the show because I wanted to have a different space for us to to be in, different fucking representation for us. So 
appreciate that. That's really dope. absolutely. We definitely want to do something different that we don't see out there. Um, but I still don't see anybody doing it like us. I just want to put that out there. I, uh, I, I can't see. comment on that. Uh, Night Tracks asks, "Do you think the trios belts are unnecessary?" No, I think that no. it's something fans no. were asking for for a long yeah. time. Yeah, um, I don't think that's what it is. I think the matches have been great, and I think when whoever's next because like now they're just building it and then eventually it's going to be like the younger generation is going to take it over so it's going to it's going to do its do uh mj johnson says it was funny to me that when the guns won i was on twitter to see all the people i know hate the guns but also f the guns damn it uh, <laughs> yeah i mean look like i said you're not supposed to like the guns winning and i like i said i don't like it as for the guns as characters but i get it i get why they're doing it right Demolition Worm says, Revolution does need a piss break. Thanks, Guns. <laughs> guns getting all the hate. The piss break uh, is... Ding, 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 ding. That's the piss break. The, the, I mean, if you're in that arena... Uh, and the three of us will be, by the way. All three are going to be there. So Revolution, baby. Revolution. Uh, Shilling it up. Marcus Thomas says, SRS versus Disco and Power Slap. So what percentage keep 100? Um... I mean, what? I don't know. What's that? Uh, uh, Sean, just because I want to see it. Uh, but anyway, the uh, Big Hero Chris says, so uh, y'all saying Suplex City is, a sun t- is in a sundown town? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh, can't confirm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can't you confirm. Not me. Derek Gordon says, Cowboy Brock is Pat McAfee to me. Don't care. Uh, look, that um, is... So, I, mean, I can see that though, in the sense that look, it's a guy that a lot of people like, and I don't get it, but mm-hmm. I respect that y'all love it. Uh, um, I think Pat McAfee is way more corny, <laughs> honestly. Like I, I just feel like he tries way too hard. I, I don't. It sounds. I, I don't know if he's returning to WWE TV full time. It sounds like they like. I know he's going to be at Mania, uh, but it sounds like they may just be using him for like big events now. Mm. Um, Night Track says, uh, lifted pickup with an American, or with a school size American flag. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yep. My worst nightmare. Bakersfield, I see him all the time. Got to stay out of there. It's very scary. Uh, let's see. Aaron says, Black History. Did you know Japan had a black shogun? We could do that. Speaking of black history, introducing a segment here on the show. Celebrating, yeah, celebrating, excuse me, can't talk today. <laughs> celebrating Black History Month here on Grapsity. Mm-hmm. The three of us, for the remainder of Black History Month, are going to pick our top moments in Black History. We're starting with Righteous Reg. Yeah, I've been thinking about it uh, for a little bit of time now. And I have a couple of moments that I wanted to do, not the obvious moments, like, yeah, Kofi's great, Ron Simmons winning, all these moments that we see on a daily basis on our Twitter being like, remember this amazing moment? Um, I want to take it to the early 90s because there wasn't a lot of representation for us. Like, now I watch wrestling and I'm like, yeah, but there's lists, there's all this, like, black wrestlers are out here, a lot of great people. But in the early 90s, 90 to 95, there wasn't, a lot of representation for us. So like in the early nineties in WCW 1992, we do know about the, the Ron Simmons thing, but I mean, uh, who, in my opinion, the greatest black professional wrestler of all time is too cold Scorpio because of 
so many things. We could talk about the in-ring things. We could talk about the flips. We could talk about the 450 splash. We could talk about everything that he represented. But one video that he made that inspired a whole generation in WCW, two Cold Scorpio music video on a basketball court. There's little kids there. It's just like when you when there's no representation for you and then there's some representation that's really represents how you feel and look and people that look like you and everything about it. This segment did all of that. He's dancing in it. He's always dancing. But it's it's just like seeing that as a young black man when all the wrestlers don't look like me was like it just changed my life, man. And on top of that, when he beyond that video, when he got into the ring and then he starts doing his thing, like super kicks and moonsaults and tumbleweeds landing on guys heads and all the yeah <laughs> Yo, <laughs> exactly a legend bro that too cold, is cold too yeah a like, legend just seeing that was like for a young kid that that likes this profession that there's not a lot of us really changed my life and uh on the other side of that in wwf there wasn't anything that we could really sink our te- teeth into early in the 90s was there like Virgil maybe like if you if you're into something like that um I know what the perception of this guy is now but in 1995 when Ahmed Johnson debuted and he became one of the top guys in the WWF and he's alongside Shawn Michaels and he's doing the thing with with Goldust and all this and he became one of the top guys his finish was one of the most over finishes in the entire business. When he hit the Pearl River plunge, when he put D'Lo through the table, when he hit D'Lo with it on the car, this was like the game had changed. Ahmed Johnson came in when there was nothing for us up there and they really made him into a contender. Like he became the intercontinental champion. Like I said, he was on side of the top guy, Shawn Michaels. And when he eventually got into the feud, with the Nation of Domination, Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, the promos that Ron Simmons did for Just, Ahmed Johnson, talk about eating collard greens with his hands and all this. Amazing, man. You completely <laughs> got Ahmed up out of here, bro. I'm saying so quickly, but you know, <laughs> it was it was great to see representation like that because, like I said, there wasn't a lot. So for Ahmed Johnson to come in and not be a jobber and, and get the opportunities to main event shows and get the opportunities to be one of the top guys, that really did a lot for me as a young guy, man. No lie. Uh, his perception now is awful, and if you look up stories on him, you'll probably be like, ugh, but – Back then, 95, 96, no, I, 97, it was I, I thought Ahmed Johnson was the guy, man. Like, um, it's so funny, too. getting wedgies in all his matches. Like, you had to see, like, his full ass sometimes, and that was just a little too much. Yeah, but <laughs> that man coming to the ring making his pecs dance. Um, <laughs> it's it's wrong commentary. They're like, what is wrong with that man's chest? Why won't it sit yeah. still? Um, and, uh, the, I mean, they did him dirty, though, joining they the did. Nation of Domination. And they then... Did. He got injured uh, really quick. He kept getting injured when he was supposed to be in big moments. Like, uh, yeah. Ron Simmons, like, punted his fucking side. He was having all kind of stuff. So uh, he, he got stifled <laughs> by a lot of those. But, you know, the moments that he was in there were amazing. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Nah, Tuco Scorpio, for sure, is a legend. Man. Scorpio. He, uh, all time. We're going to see him. He, he he let you guys know in uh, what ended uh, <laughs> Dark Side of Rain. He's about that action. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do not pull up. You will get these hands. Black history, baby. Black history. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you'll hear from each of us talking about our favorites uh, as the weeks go on. 
We got a few more super chats to read. Uh, let's see. We got, I think I read that one already. Uh, Paul Martinez says, uh, drove from Las Cruces to EP show. Uh, heard from crew that talent definitely wanted to return. Um, and respect and love to the three of you. Favorite weekend show. I mean, look, it was. Appreciate you. El, El Paso was was something. You, know, you guys all turned out and were loud as hell. I think the thing that like really surprised me more than anything was uh, that building is so small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know what though? Like they have a way of shooting these arenas that just looks. You, you know, wouldn't know. Like you, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. It. No, it yeah. looked great. Mm-hmm. So either way, it, it was a great night. Uh, I don't know how Laredo is going to turn out for AEW this week, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, Review King MB says, I know talking bad about Bray is fun, but when are we going to admit this swerve group group ain't it? Um, they haven't done anything to admit that it ain't it. That's mm-hmm. uh, to me. I feel like for me, I was willing to give everything Bray a chance until the matches actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where I was like, okay, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, I mean, I thought the beat down on Dustin was actually pretty good last night. I thought mm-hmm. the, uh, I thought the segment was good. Yeah, I thought the Happy Black History Month was a very good ending line. Yo, uh, so I don't know. Right now, like, I don't know what you're expecting the group to be. It's muscle for him. Um, I'm not really yeah. seeing this as a faction. As they're much not going to go for the trios championships. Like that's uh, not where this is leading. I, I'm seeing this is just swerving his muscle, guys. Yeah. Um, and that's. I do think it's great that uh, a year or so ago. Um, we not only had people saying that there wasn't much representation for black people at shows and on television, but the crowd didn't represent us. And I think that has changed a lot from seeing this week that sign in the crowd that said Africa is not a country. Um, mm. and then, like I said, the, the, the clock, I was like, this crowd is starting to look more and more where you can see the black people in the crowds. You can see our representation, um, in the fandom. And I think that's great. And you know, that, that closing line of that segment did definitely make me think about that again. It's amazing. Uh, At the last AEW show I went to, I sat with two black dudes and like, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like that's, that sounds normal, but that's like a new concept. If you've been going to wrestling shows for 25 years. You know? Yeah. I, I do yes. think that more black people are getting into AEW and I think that's a good thing. You, you're seeing more uh, black fandom there. Um, I always kind of thought it was wild to some people were saying that the fan- fandom wasn't there at all. But like I said, you can definitely see more of the presence. Um, at the shows, it's good. I think uh, the more diverse crowds become, the better. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just a matter of seeing representation. And like the the idea that like right now, I feel like the representation is is kind of there across the board. I am not feeling like I'm necessarily feeling a lack of a black male presence. And I say that because I, I do think that. Um, there's still some work to be done as far as black women are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even Jade TV. was saying something about that this week too, right? That she wants to get bigger. She wants to be in like programs with Britt Baker and yeah. like have bigger things going on. So, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I meant that across the board, by the way, because yeah. I think that like, look, I just, WWE, uh, it's awful it, over there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was saying in, uh, cause in AEW, you know, I literally last week just saw, um, Jade Cargill go one-on-one with, uh, red velvet for a title on TV. Mm-hmm uh on dynamite in prime time so like great stuff happening there um 
and I think that, but it is interesting that, you know, I think everybody, it, it felt fairly comfortable with Sasha and Naomi around, but yeah. as soon as they were gone, I didn't realize how much of the black female presence that they brought because all of a sudden it feels like it's kind of just like Bianca. I'm like, like we got Bianca, we're, we're good. <laughs> now we've got Meechin back and we've mm-hmm. got, um, and then BFAB doesn't really like wrestle that much. Right. Uh, so as it, it really does feel kind of slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Naomi's taking bookings now uh, in uh, as far as autograph signings and things like that. She's got some Comic-Con stuff coming up here. So I don't know what the deal with her is. Mm. I, I, I would have said before the Rumble, confidently, yeah, she's probably going to be back. I was pretty confident that she was going to return in the Rumble until she started tweeting that day. Uh, but it Yeah, seems her like tweets. She, yeah, it seems like she's happy. Um, like I said, that photo shoot she did uh, last week was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope she keeps thriving outside of wrestling. Totally. Yeah. Um, let's see. Aaron Busby says, Ahmed Johnson was my first favorite wrestler as a kid. His Warzone promos are legendary. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to talk about the Warzone promos. Juice because... makes sugar fucks me all the way <laughs> up, man. <laughs> yes. I mean, Agreed. so those those promos, like, one, why, were they recorded in just, like, a hallway with no microphone? Like, they sound like there's no mic. Uh, like, they just recorded them <laughs> off, like, the the camp in '97. Oh, these these are dude. awful. Mm-hmm. I would have just scrapped those all together because like I had the game on the Nintendo 64, so I never saw these videos because mm-hmm. you know full motion video on Nintendo 64 wasn't. It was difficult. Like a couple of games did it, but for the most part, it, it wasn't all that possible. Um, but on the PlayStation, it had it, and I didn't discover those till like the YouTube era, mm-hmm. where people started sharing. They're like, "You got to watch these Warzone promos. They're so bad," and. They're mostly bad for a thing I talked about on Day After Dynamite this week about how uh, all of that stuff was recorded in the summer of 97, but that game didn't come out till the spring of 98, and WWF Mm -hmm. went through literally an entire era change. The Attitude Era launched in that time period. So you have all these promos being cut that do not fit the context of WWF at that time period. Mm -hmm. I think the funniest ones are the Triple H ones where he's talking about being the blue blood and having the right pedigree, but the DX music is playing behind him. -hmm. (laughs) It's like, this isn't even the right character for any of this. (laughs) Um, And it's just, it's great stuff. I love that time period. Same with Sean. Sean's like trying to like baby face it up, but the music behind him is DX. DX. And Mm -hmm. he's like not that character at all. Uh, Van Twinblade, uh, Black Wall Street. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's, uh, let's see. That's it. As far as the, the chats are concerned. Oh, look at us. I know we got them all. I want to make sure I got the humpers as well. It's refreshing on me. The humpers. (laughs) The humpers. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's been a good week. Been a good week wrestling. Did we get into the Mac shit? We got a little bit into the Mac shit, right? About the yeah, people we did. calling the cops and shit. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a very wild promo. Um, you know what I, I didn't, didn't want to oh, go I ahead. I didn't know where I didn't know where he was going at first. Um but when he got to the end of it, I was just like, Okay, Max uh, Max, listen, I've said before that the entire purpose of this run is to let you know that Max is a terrible person. Yes. And people that were still trying to not see that 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 was the point of this to get his heat back is that's clearly what he's doing um now do i think it do i know if it's successful yet i don't know 
but I think by the end of the Brian Brian program, we're going to be closer to where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I did find interesting this week? All right, a couple more topics we could talk about since we still got time. Uh, did you guys listen to the Tony Khan on uh, the Mark Marin podcast? No, I, I didn't did get not. to hear it. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it this morning. Mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff in there. Uh, but one of the things he said, and he just kind of said it so casually, he was just kind of talking about it in passing. But I, I've been stuck on this line all morning. He was talking about all of the things that happened in 2022. But when he got on the topic of CM Punk, he only described it as CM Punk got injured. And he didn't, uh, and he talked about it as an injury because he said, uh, he was like, we came out of double or nothing. And he was like, you know, Max said all his stuff and he left. And then CM Punk got injured. And then Adam Cole came back, but then Adam Cole got injured. And then CM Punk came back and he was there for a little while, but then CM Punk got injured. And then he just kept going on. But he didn't say, you know, CM Punk got suspended. He didn't say CM Punk anything. He just said CM Punk came back and then he got injured. And I thought that was interesting because. So from the official company standpoint, as far as Tony Khan is concerned, he's simply addressing CM Punk as being injured. Right. And I thought that's an interesting way to be talking about him now. Um, he didn't say CM Punk left. He said CM Punk is injured. So again, begging the question of, I think that's been the case all along because, you know, with all the stories going around that uh, before last fall, it was, is CM Punk, you know, going to be released from the company? Are they going to do a contract buyout? And I said at the time, I said back in September, watch this very podcast, uh, where I said, the good news is he's hurt. They don't have to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that has to be done at this moment. And time, time heals all those little <laughs> wounds, baby. So by the time he's done being, man, CM Punk is coming back. I, it's official <laughs> on the line. There's no way that he's going to the other show. So they're going to wait I, till his leg is good and they're going to bring him back. It was his because arm. what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, but wait till his arm. What's the worst going to happen? Chris Jericho is going to be mad about it. Who gives a fuck? About <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, I've been watching this guy become topic of conversation more and more mm-hmm. uh, because before it wasn't what you're saying that he was saying he's injured. He would just no comment anytime somebody said anything about punk. He would comment at all. And so that is uh, that is interesting that he just said he's hurt. But I've just been watching again. He's he's more present online again on IG. Um he got brought up in that Melter report when Melter was talking about on Zerber, and he was saying that um, he'll be available in a few months. We don't know if they're going to use him, but he'll be available. And I thought that was interesting. But also, I just keep watching how Rollins is bringing this guy up, and I'm just like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just interesting, man. I'm just watching. I just could have the... sworn that Rollins was trying to build to a match with Logan Paul and not with CM Punk. But it really looks like up. he's trying and to so... build a match with CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that that means he go, he's going there. Just for clarification, I don't I don't think this means Punk is going to WWE. Mm-hmm. But I do think it was interesting how how mad people got at Rollins last week when he was saying he was a cancer. But then this week he was like, "Well, he's done so much for my career, so it pains me to say this." I'm like, "Yo, I see what you're doing. I see oh, what you're doing, Seth. Funny. Man, I see mm-hmm. what you're doing, and that's why I was never mad at it in the first place. Because I'm just like, no, of course he's going to say that because he works there. He's not going to yeah. say he wants him there." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just he continues to 
appear in the news cycle even after all this time. The guy hasn't been on TV since September. And he, he continued to be a big part of the news cycle. And I don't know. I'll ask you guys this because I don't think I can answer the question because people will come with the, the pro-punk allegations. Um, <laughs> do you think that the programming right now is missing CM Punk? Yes. 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 Like they, they, people talk about numbers and ratings and all this shit. Like beyond that, like he just was a very inaugural part of this show. Like the, there was a different energy when he was around and they have destroyed it for like eight weeks straight and dynamite. Like, I'm not saying that the show's bad at all, but he would make it better. Honestly. I think there was something punk brought to the show. I think some kind of energy. I don't know. There wasn't energy. Like, are you kidding me? I went to multiple shows last year and the year before where I got to sing Cult of Personality. There was mm-hmm. something that entrance just brought to the show. Yep. And uh, even yeah. like 90% of his promos were like something like it was a topic going off of like everything that he did was 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 good for the company. So I think he should. And not everything. And I think he should, <laughs> well, not everything. can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm not asking that to say. Do you think that AEW has been bad without him? Because I don't think any of us no. think AEW no. has yeah. not been no. good since he's left. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's missing something without him, and I do think it's that he just brought something to the show. And I mean, it's just because not only is he buzzworthy in a positive way, and even in a negative way, when people yeah. hate to talk about him, <laughs> he's just buzzworthy. He just brings interest to the show, man. Um, I because I remember when people were saying uh, when he returned. Did it really work for the Mox program? And I was like, no. I remember the numbers that week and that what those what those segments were doing on YouTube. Um, what I saw people that podcast and do what we were doing, what their numbers were doing when he came back. No, this guy's buzzworthy every time he shows up. He got us a couple of good I, numbers on this show. Are honestly. you kidding me? I don't yeah. think this show would exist without the <laughs> first dance. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, look, I talking about the rbr feed and pulling back the curtain on that show a little bit i did that show 16 years right the biggest downloads that show ever did was the episode of wrestling with weekends with me and phil with just us two talking about the return of cm punk i did like i said years of shows i covered everything on rbr we did we talked about the death of benoit a death of eddie guerrero was something we covered we talked about um the every major story brock's return the rocks return you name it every major story in pro wrestling i got to cover on rbr the biggest podcast downloads i ever did was covering the first dance that and that that episode is like kind of the origin of this podcast it is it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that's uh, to me i, I there's no question i think that um uh but thank you mike harmeyer <laughs> when hulk hogan drowned uh that's <laughs> that's an uh that's a rbr what it's what? an old R- it's an rbr reference no but you have you have to <laughs> hogan drown. i'm like i think i missed what? that story <laughs> you, yeah <laughs> thank you mike mike honestly i have props all the props in the world to mike harmeyer that man had been listening to rbr since like if not day one very close to day one i know mike's name going back to 2005 
Uh, and so shout out to Mike Harmeyer for sticking with all the stuff I've done all this time. I really appreciate you, Mike. I've met Mike a few times um, at various events. It's always been great stuff. Uh, yeah, as he said, uh, two inside. He said two inside. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I, I do appreciate that. But uh, and and yeah, somebody else noted that that's crazy. But that look, those are the facts on the stats. Uh, and so, as far as CM Punk is concerned, there is something he brings to the table. And yeah, I I do think that it's it's missing him. Uh, and what oh yeah, Mike says. About? So he said, my first episode was the episode where the fan turned around with triple h one during the wrestlemania 22 tournament okay so that would have been like february march of 2006 so you were there pretty early on i appreciate that <laughs> a long time <laughs> that's a long time for a show i did till 2021 yeah i i just asked because i've seen more of this sentiment out in the wild and again i can't be the one to say it because i am super pro chicago super mm -hmm. pro cm punk guy so i just wonder what is your opinion um I, I seen the, 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 the guy O'Shea Jackson Jr. say, man, y'all don't miss punk yet. And I was just like I think maybe. everybody missed punk off rip. I don't think there was ever time. I mean, there's, there's some people that don't miss him and there's some people that don't want him back. Well, like uh, if people were dropping the whole like hangman gift, they're like, Yeah, look at this guy, he botches, he he's not oh, uh, yeah, we didn't need right. him. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah like yeah. that that was being dropped a lot. That's true. Wait, did, did Seth really say Chicago Phil? Is that like now, like in in public consciousness? <laughs> I love it. Chicago Phil, baby. Uh, Derek Gordon says, also love the hangman stuff from Rampage. Uh, yeah, that was pretty like good. That. Um, yeah. I actually like the entire idea of... there's a, One of the best signings AEW has made, I truly feel, is Renee Paquette. Yeah. I think I agree. she is bringing something very cool to the table. I think her backstage segments are, are very well done. And I think that uh, I like what she adds to Moxley's stories without doing it in kind of a Miz way. Like, remember yeah. when Miz came at her as Renee Young and then, like, she ended up slapping him and it uh, and all that. I like that she has to remain this kind of, like, unbiased journalist, but at the same time, she has a direct tie to mm. top guy in the company. Moxie's, Very hard. Uh, uh, Hangman's like, you again, dude? Why are you doing this interview again? Do you like seeing me being mad at your husband? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think Renee has been really, really good. I think mm -hmm. she's been one of the best additions to the And company. all of her things, like I'm sure the Adam Cole thing is going to be amazing. Like every situation they kind of put her yeah. in. The backstage stuff has been great. Like, yeah, yeah she's the, a the stuff she does with Soraya, I think mm -hmm. is good too. I, I think the stuff she's done with Brit, where Brit is kind of like, nah, I don't want to see you. Where's Tony at? <laughs> right. Like, that's, yeah. nah, mm -hmm. You're not an unbiased party, but let me go get my unbiased party over here and Tony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Irene says, great feuds versus MJF, the elite, Mox, Hangman, and Eddie are all available if Punk returns. All great matches and promo sitting right there. There's a lot they left a on the lot, table. They left table. a lot on I the mean, table mm -hmm. right now. And so... I, I want to see the man wrestle again. If I, mm -hmm. I look... If it's if it's here, if it's somewhere else, I just want to see the guy wrestle again. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, the, the I I want to see him back. Ultimately, I do want to see him back. Um, last question. I don't want to bring this up, but I feel like I have to. And I'm sorry, real sorry. What is just oh god. Uh, blood and pro wrestling. Um, oh, God. So, are you sure? 
it was a big topic of discussion on social media yesterday. Uh, and I got this DM from a top, top guy in pro wrestling. That was one of the... And when I say pro wrestling, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. This came from a top guy in WWE Ooh. on the topic of blood. Wow. And I wanted to read this Look on the this. show. Number one on the industry list. <laughs> <Good guy. laughs> well, yeah. it was after I had tweeted. I said, you notice no wrestlers are weighing in on this. Everybody's like, well, what about Ric Flair? He weighed on this. That's it. Uh, as far as like, but what I meant by that was, do you notice how on the side of blood should be gone from pro wrestling? Nobody weighs in on that. Uh, and the reason that I said that was because I got this uh, quote. Let me go into the DMs. It says, uh, it says, because if Triple H said tomorrow that we could bleed again, everyone on the roster would be at CVS picking out their favorite razor brands. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo. Are you, you talking to Cody? <laughs> exactly what it sounds like <laughs> cody's again like y'all got me fucked up i'd be red every day if i had the chance I, I'm, I'm telling you i'm waiting for how he tries to bleed at wrestlemania i'm almost i my bet is that he's absolutely gonna bleed i'm thinking he's already started the campaign right now to be yes, like hey you guys I know, know when a match happens that i gotta do my thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Will, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so I just told you guys who it was. Oh, um, great. That's great stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and, and so that's, and, and where that came from, like it was just really interesting, right? Because uh, the point that that was being made there, and then there was a follow up on that that said that uh, it said, well, what was it? Said, I'd rather take a razor blade over a chop from Gunther 10 <laughs> times out of 10. Uh, that was the other thing too. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. I thought that was an interesting quote. And the mm -hmm. reason that was interesting to me was because um, it, like, I, I, I get it. I get the aversion to it because of the fact that it's been out. It, it was literally out of wrestling on TV for 10 years. You did not mm -hmm. see it from 2009 till 2019 and so it's it's a very different thing but like uh because i even had people when i i responded to raj's tweet about it and i was like you know that as far as spotting the the razor blades are concerned um that to me has never been a big deal but i i get it that it's in, we're in a different time right now where people are clipping things because i i mentioned how i've seen it a dozen times i there were always times where i remember watching wrestling with my dad and my dad would be like oh there's the razor blade mm -hmm. um and uh and then we'd see it and then we just like move on that was it like yeah i brought up no way out 2003 as an example of hogan taking a chair shot and then literally like rolling toward the camera and going like this and uh but again wasn't a big deal we saw it and then it's like, okay, it's, it's the same thing when you see a wrestler like calling a spot where, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, a little bit of the magic's broken, but it's to me, it's not that big of a deal. Um, but of course, we're in this age where everybody wants to clip things and amplify them. And, uh, and of course, when you see something up close on repeat, the way we see it in GIF form, it changes things. But I recognize that blood in general was something we went a very long time without in pro wrestling. And then... Uh, all of a sudden, we had it 
that we had it back and there's obviously 10 years a lot of people started watching wrestling in those 10 years and are like well yep. i went we i never needed it and all of a sudden i'm seeing wrestlers bleeding all the time doesn't make any sense i don't need it um whereas i'm thinking about how like controversial take here brought up hunter before on this show i don't think he would be a star without uh blood yeah no, no i think way. when you think about hunter's career making performances the performances that put him on the map a lot of them involved blood running down that man's face versus mick foley versus uh whoever the, it was the SummerSlam match with the rock did he was it did he do something the ladder match yeah I think so. Wasn't he? Wasn't he bleeding? No, because uh, I'm thinking about the show, and on the show, the Young Rock, Triple H is not bleeding, but I don't think they would do blood anyway. I was about to say, I don't think Young, yeah. young Rock is going to show blood. Yeah, anyway. they wouldn't show blood. Um, yeah, well, I remember Hunter had powder in his eyes. I do he remember that visual. Yeah, he yeah, had powder yeah. in his eyes. Maybe he wasn't bleeding. Well, but either no. way, but I think about how, you know, obviously, Street Fight with Cactus Jack, on mm -hmm. the other hand, I mean, how do you do that match without... Yeah, without that look uh the hell in a cell his first hell in a cell is he's a bloody mess um the match with with ben Wan uh and sean as he mm -hmm. is you know I, I remember somebody tweeted a joke uh a couple years ago that like wasn't halfway untrue where he said a hot take triple h is a death match wrestler and because of not even that hot of a take yeah not even that hot of a take on <laughs> Because of like what got Hunter over. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yo, that's crazy. I mean, his best match of all time, that Cactus Jack match, is a death match. Um, um, and and I, like, you know, him against Batista, like he is a bloody mess mm -hmm. as Batista put him down. Like yeah. Hunter's career performances all had him drenched in blood. Uh, and that's the thing is like, I think about how. Because when I tweeted that, somebody responded to me and then deleted their tweet because they knew that there wasn't much to that. But uh, somebody had responded to it and they said that, um, well, the blood back then occurred on pay-per-views. It wasn't on, um, it wasn't on weekly television. Wow. And but I had a response typed out and then I did the I thing. I see rock bleed on national TV, but I know I was like I was about to hit. I was about to hit respond and all of a sudden it said tweet not found and I went yeah I'm sure because you knew because like uh, I was like I can think of four instances off the top of my head of Austin bleeding on raw um like that's not true I can think of DX was formed because they hit Undertaker in the head with a chair and he bladed that was on Monday Night Raw night yeah, yeah like, well, like much yeah, rock bled Vince Bled a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a Vince staple. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what are we talking about here? So, like, uh, but I do get it because you have. Because, uh, but if a you whole don't generation. know that, yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, if you started sense. watching in uh, after '09, or the majority of your watching is after '09, and it's WWE TV, you didn't see blood, and so mm -hmm. that's. Uh, although, remember when they brought Ric Flair back for that little bit for the feud with Chris Jericho? And he did bleed in that feud, but like <laughs> nobody else was bleeding, and so <laughs> it's it, it, it Flair. He's made a whole career bleeding. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But I, I guess just my whole point here is, um, it's been an institution in pro wrestling a long time. One thing I've talked to pro wrestlers about it, uh, about when it comes to blood, is that it is a very, it's it's a visual thing, and mm -hmm. it's designed to. Uh, get a to get a reaction of um, almost fear out of people because the thing 
that you can because I see people saying, well, you get diminishing returns, you bleed too much, eventually, people will become desensitized to it. We are human beings. The one thing we understand as human beings is that when we see blood, you cut yourself open, you see blood, you know, there's distress. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I disagree with that idea, because it it's literally the thing that flows through us as humans. It's the one thing we truly understand that blood equals harm. Yes. And so with that, I think that it is visual. Like I get what that one particular wrestler was saying that as far as, you know, having my chest lit up or having a, a, a nick in my forehead, I'll take the nick in my forehead over, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to breathe for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I get that point there that, you're ultimately wrestling is storytelling and wrestling you're trying to tell a a story of a fight and there's a number of ways to do that the visual element of blood is one that definitely tells a story of as i mentioned distress for the person bleeding like there's other ways to get there bruising works the same way um and uh, uh also big bumps work the same way mm-hmm a lot of guys don't want to take either of those things. Nope. Yep. Um, yeah, look, man, I I do think uh, it depends on the frequency and how much you use blood. Because I, I see what you're saying, why there's not diminishing returns. But when it's the same people bleeding constantly every week, I can see where some people would get <laughs> tired of it. Um, but I, I don't I don't really understand the whole wrestling doesn't need blood thing. Um but wouldn't you keep like let's think about this in 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 real terms say a ufc fighter a boxer boxed every week and he got busted open one week the next week he'd probably get busted open again and then the next week he'd probably get busted open again and then the next week he'd probably get busted open again because he doesn't have time to heal his wounds so it's going to keep bleeding hence why john moxley bleeds in every match the thing that that makes me that that, the thing that upsets me about this whole thing is they're trying to dunk and 95% of the people that watch that TV show don't know about blading. They don't know to look for a blade. They don't know about that. that they're just, you're just, you're just like making like, look at this. I can't believe AEW did this, but 95% of the people that watch that TV show, I watched the TV show and didn't even notice. What exactly. That, that, I know what the shit is. So it's like, we're just like, it's yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. That, so I saw the clip and, yeah, that's, uh, that's and I know I how kidding. to do this shit. That's why I was getting. I I think that uh people that are in the wrestling bubble, you know what blading is. You yeah. can see like some of the spots where somebody handed something to somebody and you could pick it out because we're wrestling fans and if mm-hmm. especially if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, exactly. You know these things. But your average wrestling fan does not pay attention to these things at all. And so this culture on Twitter where you clip things and you put the clips out like, ah, look at this botch, or ah, look, he just he just bladed like your average viewer doesn't care about those things. Your average I'm keep it, moves on so fast. So fast. I, I'm going to keep it 100. I don't care about it. Like, yeah. when you clip that stuff, I scroll right past it. I don't care to see that stuff. And so when, you know, and I, I don't just say it. When Raj was like, this looks Bush League. And this is not to call Raj out. It's just to be honest about where I saw the take at. Um, I don't think it's that it looks Bush League because you noticed it. I just think it's crazy that we're pointing out these things online and saying we noticed it to cheapen what is happening here and then going, well, this doesn't happen in any other thing. Yes, because blading is a, is a pro wrestling convention. You're not mm. going to see it in something like a, 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 a movie or some of these <laughs> other stuff. Like, yeah, if, 
if I'm watching a movie and I go, yeah, I can see the wire. Yeah, okay. But like I said, that's a very movie making thing. That is not, yeah. like I said, blading is a very pro wrestling thing. So to say, oh, you'd never see this in any other industry. No, you wouldn't because wouldn't. Blading, blading is only a thing that <laughs> right. exists in, in pro wrestling. Um, all the way to the point I made a joke on, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Young Justice, uh, Nightwing uh, faked his death. And the way he faked his death was blading. He even acknowledged that it was blading because he was like, yeah, I know I found this out from pro wrestling as a kid that mm -hmm. was, that grew up in carnivals that you could take a little cut and bleed. And that's how he bled to fake his death. Like I said, that is a very, that is a very pro wrestling convention. So to get upset about it and go, all right, why well, I can see that he's blading. All right, but it's wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like wrestling. there's I a lot know. of things like I feel like there's a lot of things in pro wrestling you can see that we're just like okay like I said comic spots is the most obvious thing this, you see this is what I'm saying the people that are like I can see when they're calling spots so you like John Cena that motherfucker was calling spots loud he'd be like slam I, giant all this stuff like, <laughs> do we have to like it's Yo, like, where, where's the like line? us noticing these things doesn't cheapen what wrestling is no, it's just no it's wrestling like a, and th this was kind of my thing with the brace stuff and people are going oh well this is unrealistic I just can't get into it wrestling's not real <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> take my hand and Irish whip me across the ring and I'm gonna keep I, running I don't know man the, like, I just if, if we're gonna do this we gotta start from the top it's all silly it, it just like I said it just doesn't bother me like I said it, these things happen in wrestling and I feel like once you know what wrestling is and you accept it for what it is um seeing these things don't bother you like I said I don't I don't watch wrestling to look for botches I don't watch wrestling mm -hmm. to look for how the fucking magic trick is done. I don't need to know. I know that, it, like I said, I know that it's not real. It just, I don't know. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, like Nyla Rose had the point where she mm -hmm. was like, people see this stuff because they're looking for it. Yep. Exactly. Um, and, and that that's that. Uh, Anime Otaku says, uh, how many takes do you think that I ate his ass up line took? <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Renee nearly right. cracked in the one they used. I mean, I was going to isolate that clip of just mm -hmm. the I ate his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, let's see. So we got the uh, Everett uh, says, I remember being five years old, seeing Vince bleed on TV, winning the WWF title. I would always remember it helped me not freak out when I had nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah I, I remember one of the first times... Um, when you see blood in something that you've never seen blood in before, like I was huge into Batman animated series at the time when it came out. And I remember mm -hmm. seeing mask of the phantasm for the first time. And he's getting chased in that scene by the police and he falls through that uh, window and he, and he looks down and you can see the blood on his glove. And I was like, Batman is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Batman never bleeds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and let's see. We got some others, I believe. And then I think this is time to wrap. Uh, oh, Corey David says, did y'all see Seth's latest tweet? I did. Um, um, I've been telling y'all, man. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I've been telling y'all that. So um, somebody uh, tagged him to say that it's a shame that with the record-breaking run or whatever that, that Roman is on as champion, that people have just moved on to Sammy and Cody being the guys to beat him. And his match at Royal Rumble was kind of a fill-in. And 
Rollins retweeted it and said, yeah, it's a shame I messed up their world title uh, plans. <laughs> and uh, I, I keep telling y'all, this guy wants to be in the title picture. He wants to headline WrestleMania. Yeah. He's made that very clear. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, folks, that's it. I think I've read every Humper chat, every mm-hmm. Super chat. Thank you for staying with us here on Grapsity another Saturday. It's good stuff. Uh, I always have a blast with Philip Lindsay with Righteous Reg. Join us next week because we'll be, it's a Saturday and we're going to be talking about it all because Elimination Chambers on Saturday. Mm-hmm. New Japan. I'm going to New Japan live, baby. Very excited. San Jose. How far is that for you? It's like 45 minutes away. Okay. It's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a good show. The the debut of uh, Mercedes Monet to talk Mm -hmm. about next week. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. Maybe I'll get an interview. (laughs) Do your thing, Reg. Give me an interview. Who do I have to talk to? How could I possibly do that? Rocky, maybe? Rocky, maybe. (laughs) Send an email. Well, I don't have his phone number. All right, fine. <laughs> um, <but> anyway, <laughs> folks, we will see you next time. Have a great day for Philip Lindsay for Righteous Reg. I'm Will Washington. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.